0: Call Maddie, anytime. 1 300 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to Morning Glory with Maddie Johns.
2: Yes, welcome to Morning Glory and a uh, big shout today. I say that every week, but honestly, it just keeps getting bigger. It's just the balloon that just keeps just getting blown in. I don't know <laughs> what it's. Uh, oh. It uh, just puffs and puffs and puffs, uh, puffs and pretty soon it might burst. Almost burst last week. That's a different story. Uh, Origin uh, team is going to discuss that. We're going to preview, uh, also review the game from last night, the Jerome Luai situation. We're about to talk about Craig Bellamy. Of course, uh, decided to coach on. I don't think there's any surprise there. Movie of the week is just a beauty. Uh, Fever pitch, of course, uh, the true story on that, uh, that last day in the EPL when uh, Arsenal uh, FC won. Great movie, Colin Firth. Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Webster. Webby, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'll go, I'm, I'm about to give you and Ben a wrap. Yeah. I tell you what, I like the new glasses. You would today. Here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Started early. Yes, it has. Um, Maestro, how are you going, Alex?
2: Very,
3: very well. Very, very well, Maddie. Mate, we'll talk about a little bit
2: later. What about Manchester City? Oh, Just different run with class.
3: Different class. Oh, man. Probably the best. We were talking about it off air. One of the best performances, excuse me.
1: <laughs> it's emotional. Emotional. Oh, mate. History, That's emotional. okay, mate. It's only a game. Right, mate. Your voice was going to break eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it
3: was. It was super exciting. Oh, I was mate. really happy for it. Oh, oh, mate, I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> we're the pirate of Pennant Hills Road, Van Hogarth. There you go, Benny. I am going well. Matthew, finally, I'm well. Well, as I said, there's a rap coming your way as well. second. <laughs> oh, uh, in a cool, in a and switch. bloke in a bar, the Jeff Bezos of Sydney, <laughs> of the surrounding suburbs of the oh. Pan Pacific Bowl. Oh my uh, god! How you going, Denon?
4: Mate, fantastic rugby league. She's a gift that keeps on giving.
5: Oh,
2: oh my! <laughs> really, anything happened this week? <laughs> oh, uh, boys, Webby, uh, Ben. Before mm. we get into the negatives and start backstabbing people, uh, which is the rugby league way, it's fun. Um, mate, congratulations, mate. You blokes, it feels like I'm. I'm so proud of my team. Turning up under adversity. You blokes had the last rites um, put on you through the week, uh, but you're here. Sp- no, I, the- I, I, I Honestly, I was trying to assembly, assemble a new team because I thought
6: you guys were down for the count. I had the spicy cough second time, mm. but I got through it. So yeah. COVID. COVID, yes, I had COVID. I tested positive on Monday, went home, went, ooh, ouch. By Wednesday, I was negative. So How was it compared to the first time? Uh, first time I had no symptoms, I just tested because I had my daughter's birthday party on. This was a couple of years ago. And then this time I had a runny nose on Monday, tested, there it was, and that was the end of it. That was the extent of it. You really are a warrior. Mate, I'm a you strong go on Ninja Warrior. <sighs> Unbreaker <laughs> Be- Mate, Unbreaker Ben is what my wife calls me.
5: <laughs>
6: oh, no. oh, really? I don't get sick. Oh. I'd say
2: remove the un. <laughs> I And uh, Webby, mm. you were... Probably as sick as would fair say almost as sick as you've ever been.
1: Uh, apart from a few hangovers, hangovers yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know who I blame—the eighth immortal yeah. sitting here in Ooh, the stadium. Don't give it to me. I know. He's oh, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'm a bit. Uh, I'm a bit sensitive to people sitting there coughing their lungs he, up in a small studio, did. not covering their mouth while looking directly at you. He <laughs> was.
6: He was particularly ill last Friday, and both Webby and I went down. I accused him of COVID and but i think he did spit in uh, webby's mouth at some stage and that's why webby's <laughs> oh, like this well, so uh, could uh, you were bad from saturday yeah
1: i, I was so, i've never been so sick saturday yeah. and sunday i was yeah i was i was that worried i was thinking about going to emergency well,
0: can yeah. you sit,
1: i know i was what <laughs>
4: <laughs> you like the bloke that gets stretched off and then he gets cut on a place. <laughs> <gun of> <laughs>
5: Oh, he's after now some love. I have done some... the right thing. You attacked
1: me at the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you me, laughing me being crook on air. Oh,
2: this, you know what? It's the it's it's a new way with Morning Glory. Just hosts clashing on
1: air. Oh, you know what? I can give it pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. So watch out.
2: <laughs> hey, by the way, on the eighth of mortal, happy birthday, Andrew, uh, wherever you may be.
5: <laughs> he's <not>
6: getting... <laughs>
2: He's sort of got missing have a little you, bit. Have you, know. you spoken to him this week? No, I haven't. No, there hasn't really been. Except, which is not unusual. We sort of give each other a break for a little while. <laughs> yeah, right. Joey's like the bloke at the, at, the, at the pub that gets barred every three months just to give everybody a break. Um, but no, I haven't heard from him. Um, have you heard from
6: anyone else in your family? Have they been calling?
2: Are they worried? Mum rang. She goes, oh, no. I said, mum. It's banter from my part. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
1: had a bit of a laugh. He had a laugh. Didn't yeah, he yes, yeah, he did. Yes, he
2: did. We said once, as I was walking out just after it, walking it, I was off to the toilet. Too much information. I'm a sharer, and uh, I walked past and I give him a little rub on the shoulders. Says, "Yeah, okay, little brother." He goes, "Oh, I'm okay." It was just banter. I went, "Whoa." Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, Craig Bellamy announced through the week. He's going to stay on uh, on Monday. He said he's going to stay at the Storm for another year. No surprises there, Webby. He can't say goodbye, can he? He can't, mate. It's tough to say sometimes. Never...
1: Oh, I, I thought it was... Look, he, he just seemed genuinely torn about walking away from that football team and those players. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it was right eight weeks ago. Like, all the ma was, he was done. There's absolutely no way. He talked to anyone at the Storm, anyone close to him. They thought there was no way in living hell that he would be uh, coaching beyond this year, but then... When it came comes to the – I just – and this has been going on for the last 10 years. Like, he just keeps going. Yeah, he I'm gonna go. I'm going to go. And to be honest, I reckon that's why Jason rolls has gone for the Dragon's job because, like, he could wait another year. I agree. But it's like, well, hang on. Well, he was going to – Bellamy wasn't going to go this year. wasn't going to go another year yeah. this time, and he has again, so.
4: Mm. Well, I, I just – I think, you know, it's – I am not surprised that he continued on because I – and this is pure assumption, pure speculation – I think the competitor in him really wants to win a comp without. I agree. One of the big three. I think the challenge mm.
2: of people saying, "Well, it's a pretty skinny roster. That era has ended," and he's gone. Hang on a second. I also think, like, don't I, shouldn't underestimate the rivalry between he and Wayne. That just that oh, fire yeah. in the belly that just sim- simmers along. Suddenly, now people are saying, "Well, Wayne is the greatest coach of all time," and I get no doubt. That's just, you know, it's just. Probably tickled bellyache a little bit. Yeah.
1: Get, have another go. Yeah.
4: It's such an interesting argument, though, because obviously Wayne's done it at multiple clubs, but Bellamy's done it in a state that doesn't play rugby league without any real local juniors. Well, not no local juniors yeah. whatsoever. And all the players that basically came through during that dominant period were brought in by Bellamy, yeah. except for Cam Smith, who was already at the club.
2: I think Kelmar Tualangi was their only one, and they decided cause that wasn't the Stormway to get rid of him pretending to Manly. But uh, yeah, it's um yeah, I wasn't surprised. What did alarm me, I must say, when he made the announcement on Monday was that he sought counsel from Cameron Munster. Now if I'm Matt Tripp, when I think that my head coach is taking life advice off Cameron Munster, I think that's a sackable offense. <laughs> In other news uh Josh Papalee. Uh, mm. Announced yesterday that he won't uh, partake in this This year's origin series. I think it is probably typical of the man being um, a selfless decision where a lot of players you see continually go on to the point that they don't get picked. He's had a look and see. he probably can see that it's the next generation of young blokes coming through and just said, you know, my time's been.
4: Yeah. I, I think as well it's, um, it's really interesting to see the kind of reaction with it as well. There hasn't been much... Controversy or friction—it's almost as you say, yeah, mate, you had a red-hot crack. You delivered as much as you could for the state, and it's a bittersweet but happy moment. I think that's yep. a, that's the feeling I got anyway in regards to on social media. But just the way it was being handled, and I, I'm pretty sure he even didn't want to release the news now because it would take away from the boys in camp. That's that's what I um I think his partner said. So I that's think how it, much it. You cares. know, Denon.
2: I think it, and, and I think it's a bit of. I think it's got a little bit to do with the Raiders as well. Mm. I think it's a bit of loyalty to the Raiders, saying mm. that I'm at the point of, in my career that, you know, I probably haven't got, it. you know, if I go and play another Origin series, I can't, at the most important part of the year, I can't contribute to the Raiders the way I'd like to. And, mate, the Raiders are in the midst of
4: having a terrific season.
5: Unbelievable. With a five in a row. Yeah. yeah.
4: Guess how many series popular is won? Six. Jeez, six series like yeah, in the in the middle. I mean, I know he started on the edge, but that's a fair knock. Wow! But don't you reckon Being from a, a Queensland point player. of view though,
1: like like he he's, he obviously leaves a hole, but they've got so they're so flush with oh, with so middle got... forwards. Meanwhile, New South Wales are struggling because of well, because of injuries. I know mm. that. Oh, sorry, <laughs> New South Wales have questions. And Queensland
6: know how they're going to play. That's the <laughs> scary Mate, thing. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbend breakable. <laughs> okay.
2: Ben contacted Joey just to see if he'd like to make an appearance today, just a, just a brief appearance. Uh, the text message, come back.
6: Yeah, he. I said, hey, Joey, um would you like to come on the show? He goes, no, it's my birthday. I have things planned. That's fine, mate. And then he said, I have to also check training because we don't know how we're playing yet.
0: Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell up, you. Getting cut up. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: Joey, he's India. Oh, But that's mate. good. I love the passion. Yeah. You know, if half the New South Wales players had that passion, we'd win. Yeah. Joey,
6: Joey is New South Wales. He, he I remember. Is, I saw, you know.
1: remember. Remember that when they lost, they lost game two in Sydney. They could have won the series after winning the first game. And I remember being in the rooms afterwards. This is the infamous year when they stayed at the Star Hotel. Mm-hmm. Don't know why you'd base an Origin team out of a casino. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah. and Andrew Fafita <laughs> actually criticised <laughs> that that very point after the game. I remember seeing Boyd Corner after the game um, was basically on the verge of tears. He was in tears. When I was talking to him, and here's Joey steaming around the, oh. the the dressing room with the Channel Nine microphone. So He was supposed to be talking yeah. to people, and he was so. Is that dark. the one where they weren't? That's when he went targeting
2: Mich- JT? exactly. Yeah, And that's
1: that. where he was. He was. He got he ripped into Mitchell, and mm. it was. But I remember that's the that's the passion that. Yeah. New South Wales needs more of.
2: He'd ring me the day after sometime and go, mate, i just ramble for eight minutes. And I was like, mate, tell somebody who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Right, let's take out tournament of passion. Let's take a uh, break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the Panthers, the Broncos, and also the uh, Jerome Lewis situation. And uh, look, later in the show, we were going to have sound advice, but uh, Jack Johns has pulled out. Apparently, the Knights are on their way flying to Coffs Harbour. I said, mate, you're 18th. Man, please, just drive there. And just anyway, oh, I want to apologise to all the listeners on on on, your, on, on behalf of our family. Just gutless.
6: They're not flying to Cos Harbour, are they?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, it is it is four and a half hours, Ben. It, I don't know. Well, no, not everyone's Mike and Mal Layland, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
6: mate,
5: it's
2: yeah. a three. It's three and a half. Surely. Newcastle, no. But four, Newcastle to four, Coffs, about four and a half. Oh, yeah. Mate, uh, hang, hang, get them on. on a bus bring some stability to the team, around do, them. I used to do that trip biannually, mate. Four and a half, maybe even five. <laughs>
6: mate, sorry, yeah, in the 1970s, mate. <laughs> oh, mate,
2: that's a really cheap shot. That hit me, hits me where it hurts. Last night, Penrith, uh, 15-4 over the Broncos. Penrith at the moment, are just the way, the patience in which they're playing and building their – their, their game, and building towards the result. We saw it the week before against the Roosters, it's just the inside balls, the inside balls, not chasing points, even though points will come. They will bring it. But before we sort of delve more into the into Penrith, um, geez, I'd say a lot to like about Brisbane at the moment. You know, they've won one from the last four, but they've played red-hot sides. The last two weeks, they, they've had to play without their most important bloke, Adam Reynolds. I, mate, I think they're looking good.
4: Mate, I I loved it. I loved it. Like yeah, can okay, attack, bit clunky. Yeah, we were missing points, and obviously Reynolds is is that guy. I said before the game, it wasn't about uh, attack for the Broncos because we didn't have Reynolds. It was about, you know, Jock is Adam Reynolds that much better of a defender than Jock Madden? I I'd say they're probably similar in in regards to how they defend. Therefore, it's all about how well we defend, and I thought they were. Gallon as anything. The Panthers at one stage read I think it was about thirty minutes in. They are at about ninety five percent completion rate. Yeah, and the Broncos just defended, defended, defended. I think, I actually think I got more out of that than I did out of them beating the Tigers forty to twelve.
1: Mm. I thought Kevin Walters' mm. press conference was really interesting. Like as he said, where he said where at the start of you know of, of, of building what the Penrith had got I, now. I thought that was very good. Yeah, it was very measured, Kevy. I thought it. Re- he's actually shown his temperament in this season just show – I reckon he's really developed in yeah. terms of, like, it's It's not – It's. It, I think he understands it's a longer game.
2: It was so true, wasn't it, where he said, we've played against a side that's been been in this le- level and used to this type of football for about three or four years. He mm. said, we've just
1: arrived here. They just have to be patient, Brisbane. Mm. I mean, yeah. they've got so much talent. And Reese Walsh, some of his touches –
5: yeah. Last mm. night,
1: like he's just that kid's going to be anything. It's scary how skillful he is. That kick he put for Cobo, you know, just on a 20 cent piece in the corner there for him to score was amazing. But, but well, Carrigan, 10 cent piece sorry, maybe season. even a five, a dime, a dime. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a button, maybe um, an American quarter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good, maybe like a Panadol. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Carrigan, at 60 odd tackles, 69. 69 tackles. Only one miss. Unbelievable. That's incredible. Jesus is a play. He and Haas,
2: that combination. Mm. They will end up, I think, the best yardage combination with the game soon. But
1: I also reckon it was a grown-up game of football. Like, I I mean, you could tell that, like, it was greasy and the the surface still hasn't really come up after Magic Round, so Mm. they did what they had to do. But Brisbane's defence was ridiculous.
2: Mm. Uh, Nathan Cleary, like, when you talk – it wasn't a typical – Cleary masterclass. Because when you think about Nathan, you think about his passing and particularly his kicking. Last night, it was a really tough, rugged performance. And I love it when he runs for football,
4: Nathan. Mm. Mm. It just
2: compliments his passing game so much.
4: Yeah, I love the fact that you're seeing Nathan realise, not realise, maybe grow or build out other parts of his game and, and identifying... I'll never forget when they... The Queensland one, was like 2020 in the origin. DCE just... He kind of taught Cleary a lesson in, like, yeah. sometimes the game isn't going to go to your strengths. Yep. And DC really did a really good job at just kicking New South Wales out of the game. And what I love about Cleary now is he'll identify, okay, this passing at the moment is not working. Yes. I just need to keep hammering the line, hammering the line, and it's yeah. it's going to come. That, that's to come. interesting,
2: Dan. Because what you see with players like Nathan Cleary, and it was the case with Cooper Cronk, mm. is they go into a game with – uh, almost a GPS in their head mm. of where how they think the game's going to go. And sometimes when it doesn't pan out that way, you can see they're fighting against it. Like they get frustrated. Mm. It was the case for, for, a, for quite a while with Cooper because mm. he was playing in a side that would get away to a fast lead and then he would just control the game. But at the back end of his career, Cooper was able to do what you're saying with Nathan is starting to do now. Recognise plan A is not working and mm. then just shift.
1: Like, Nathan's, like, uh, legendary for how much analysis he does and he carries around his little notebook and he's always doing video. Can you do too much? Can you do too much analysis before a game? I think so. Mm. Yeah, you can. You can.
4: I, th- I think it just depends on the person, really. Cause yeah. Some people get stressed out by it. Some people give them comfort yeah. by mm. realising they know everything. Like, some people enjoy a beer the night before because it just relaxes them, gets them in the night, and it's just one, not a thousand, mm. just one beer. Well, LeBron before.
2: James, is, they said a bottle of wine. Night for a uh, really? game. No way. Yeah. No. Something tells me that it wouldn't be a cheap bottle either. No. <laughs> don't
5: don't I mean, give look,
2: me the, I don't drink. Don't any... give me
1: the uh, forty-four. Would you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look.
2: Bottom line is, and when I go out, you know, anything less than a five hundred dollar bottle of wine is swill. But anyway, that's that's just as me. As long as it's in a cask. As long as it's
1: in a car, as as in a car. <laughs> yeah, Exactly.
2: And I don't need a glass. What uh, <laughs> what do we think? Of, what do we think
1: of the big? <laughs> what do we What do we think of the Luai push?
2: well i've got no doubt that he thought it was a broncos player mm. and he's just
1: God, giving
2: the push and then turned around you can see he's gone oh man
1: well, um, the well chris sutton's death stare probably that was a that was a face of thunder
4: well doubt you sir well, this could what, get you your know, hands you know, off me, you yeah. peasant.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, A
2: succulent Chinese meal. I like, am on the penis, people. Um, what, were the, what was that? Nah, uh, it's
6: just John
4: Wayne does it.
6: Have you, you seen that? Yeah. No, what's it from? Uh, A succulent China, uh, Chinese meal.
4: Guy gets arrested. You haven't seen that? It's one of the great video clips. All he, time. He, uh, he, rest I'll, in I'll peace, old mate. He's no longer Sorry. with us. Sorry, I don't look at social media. He was a guy notorious. <laughs> he was a guy notorious
2: for going to restaurants and then not paying. Like, you know, the old cockroach on the plate and stuff like that. Anyway, this one Chinese restaurant had enough and he'd been there before and they called the police and it's in the midst of, in the midst of an arrest. And he comes out in front. Instead of a typical criminal covering the face, he finds the cameras and he goes, a meal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arrested for enjoying a succulent Chinese <laughs> meal? <laughs> I have seen it. I, uh, I remember it now. Uh, what do you think, the luai?
1: I think, that, I think he'll get fined. I don't think he'll get game time. I think it was a genuine mistake. You could see his reaction um, at the time and after the game. But it's Jerome Luai and he seems to have this innate ability to piss off everybody mm. who's not involved with Penrith. So I'm sure there'll be an outcry. <laughs> yes. Will it be
2: in Queensland? If oh, it is only yeah. played, it'll, it'll oh, add they, another one. They, they
1: do have a bit of a whinge up there. They're so. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good at it uh... too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay,
2: on Luai, apart from the push, like after his performance against the Roosters, it was like, okay, here's the six. But did he deliver the knockout blow on Nico Hines last night? I don't think he did. I think he's left the door ajar if Nico does a, a nine out of ten.
1: You know how, like, Nathan seemed to pick the exact time to run and invariably got through the line? I just thought Luai tried that so many times to run the ball. I thought he overran the ball last night and just got pancaked. Mm-hmm. Like, he just I didn't yeah. He just didn't seem – he, does, he does, just doesn't seem to have the penetrate. I know he was really good against the Roosters last week. Mm. He just doesn't have the penetration that he used to.
2: Yeah, I think the door has just left the door ajar a little bit for Nicker. Mm. Uh, I do think
1: they'll go with Luai.
2: I do too. Yeah, I too just on another note with the Broncos again. Herbie Farmworth and Thomas Flegler. Oh. What a loss they're going to be,
4: mate. Yeah. Herbie
2: gets more dangerous every time I watch him
4: play. It, Herbie, there was a period there, even this year, where I was like, Herbie's a really good NRL player, but I don't know whether he's a superstar, a game breaker. And I just every week I get more close, I get closer to going. You know what? That might be wrong. He may become a superstar because the mm. amount of impact he has on that Broncos side. Is immeasurable. He will be such a loss, such he, a
2: loss. He's playing good the last few weeks. Stephen Crichton, yeah, he like is, he sort yeah. of dropped out of discussions with with Origin. They got some, they got some, they got some tough calls because there's mail gun around on Fox and and Turbo that they'll be picked, and then you got Latrell and you got To'o, so Campbell Graham, oh, Campbell, Campbell Graham, Graham, of course, you know, like yeah. you know, I said, uh, I said it a couple of weeks ago, to Matty White, I said if he doesn't get selected, I'll walk to Queensland. <laughs> You just don't Oops. know. I might have to buy a new pair of sneakers. <laughs> um, down in your Queensland side, mate.
4: My Queensland side. This this hurts because I have so much love for the players that have played. But I'll just uh, rip the Band-Aid off. Okay, good on you, Ponger a Trooper. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, You started it, I'll end it <laughs> I'm
4: talking about Queensland spirit, mate You so don't get it oh. yeah. uh, <laughs> Ponger at the back
2: Oh, yeah,
6: <laughs> Kemp slams
4: Walsh <laughs> uh, Kobo on one wing Hamisa on the other wing Holmes in the centres Gagai DC Munster Hunt to start Then in the uh, front row I have Collins Welsh to start for Feeder, Kofusi on the edges, Carrigan at 13. My bench is Grant for Asuma Flegla, Flegler, Cotter, Dearden in 18.
2: Yeah, good team. That's a very, very strong team. Geez, isn't Fafida playing good football? And that's
4: that's one that hurt me the most because Kirk Catewell, he is what yeah. Origin's all about. Like He's the guy that. He might be a little bit quiet at club and he gets to origin and he's just so good at covering positions. He's always the guy doing the cover tackle or the some big play. So the the one that was the hardest was the Fafita and uh, yeah. uh, Capewell. Capewell. And if you wanted to go for a bench that carried an edge that could cover, then you'd have to make the tough choice of maybe Flegler drops out and, mm. and uh, Capewell comes in, but yeah. I don't know.
2: Flegler t- sort of typifies. How at this time of the year, you see the, like all of these Queensland forwards, mm. you just see them elevate. Mm. Oh. Like you've seen them just like, you know, like I'm mean Gus used to say, uh, you know, words to the effect of, you know, selectors don't pick, you pick yourself. Mm. Yeah. Flegler's the perfect. Flegler has just, uh, he, he's pre- elevated himself in presence and physicality in the last month. Well, and, he, mm. and
4: he's got this unique. Ability to be able to handle as physical as the game gets, he can handle it. But he's actually got pretty good footwork,
0: yeah. and I think that yes. it
4: may be something that if you've got a Junior Paulo and a Hassan, it may give them a bit of trouble around the ruck because Hassan Paulo laterally sometimes is a bit because they're so big. Yeah, uh, in defence anyway, they do sometimes can get st- well, laterally beaten.
2: Well, during those really difficult seasons uh, recently at the Broncos, I thought he was the shining light. That young Flegler coming into the side with Mm. his footwork, and to us, excuse me, just getting emotional myself (laughs) thinking about Man City (laughs) again. (laughs) Oh god! Uh, But uh, but the emergence of Carrigan is sort of overshadowing it a little bit, but he's he's, he's, he's certainly what about
4: Carrigan? Oh man, his ability to ball play is just getting better and better, and And handsome. Oh, so handsome, so strong, good hair. Great Awesome hair. hair. Mm. Earned a man bun. I think he's earned that man bun. There's no, a lot of
2: don't remember with over. a
1: man bun. Well, he's got one. He's earned it. I'll tell you, he's you what, one. he'll be
2: Thor this morning. Eh? After last night, 69 tackles. He does call himself the Queensland Thor, doesn't he? Or Brisbane's Thor. Does he really? Yeah, he'll be re- very, very Thor. He was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <Ortham. Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now, what we're going to do after the break, we've got uh, 10 minutes smoking camp. Yeah, top of the third hour, 11 o'clock uh, for the layman. Um, <laughs> we're going to have our uh, New South Wales origin sides. Uh, but uh, right today in the uh, Daily Telegraph, uh, some really crucial decisions ahead. We touched on Luai and, and Nico Hines. But firstly, the Cam Murray as, as IEO situation is that, To get the best out, I I just, you know, I think odds on they're going to pick Murray on the edge. In my opinion, to get the best out, it just diminishes his strengths so much. I've said before, for for New South Wales to be the side, the best side it can possibly be, you've got to have both. You've got to have find a way to have Isaiah Yeo and Murray in the middle. Now, two ways you can do it Mm. is that you can put Murray on on the edge, and the first interchange around twenty five minutes, just yeah you bring a edge back rower on you push him into the middle but I'll be honest with you I'd just keep him out of that early 20 25 minutes that that like I think origin still is the domain of the old fashioned softening up period and what we saw last year is the amount of hias in that first 20 25 minutes I'd keep him I'd keep him right out of that and the other thing about Murray is is and Denon touched on it there about big guys and What you see in Origin, it is so fast with the cleaner rucks now and the six again rule that after 20 minutes, size in the middle is just a defensive liability. Mm. So to bring Murray on during, you know, after 20 minutes, totally fresh, keep him out of all that crap, I think he'd just be – I think he'd be devastating. Uh, I mean, at the bottom line is you know that Nathan's the chief playmaker and you got Isaiah, Isaiah uh, that'll be the other option there. Like Murray does a lot of ball playing at South Sydney, but he's smart enough, he's intelligent enough to know that, you know, that he's going to have to push that away. The bottom line is he's dangerous enough just using his fast feet. Thoughts, Webby?
1: Oh, I agree. It's just the it's, it's almost like between the back line and also that position in particular, lock. That New South Wales, it's it's going to be really interesting to see which way they go, and it's going to be interesting to see whether Fri- Fitler, off the even though they lost last year, whether he plays it safe and conservatively, mm. or whether he goes for it. Whether he goes I, I, for
4: it. I will say, and I know you should never select on what the other team's selecting. Oh well, some people say that anyway. Mm. But your record win, uh, especially Game One, two thousand and twenty-one. He was on the edge, and he did an absolute job on David Fafita. Mm-hmm. Absolute job on him. Just chopped him. Every time he got the ball, Marty was in his face. Just chopped him. And so I do think there's a benefit. Even though I I love the way Mal Meningi used him for Australia. He'd bring him on through the middle as almost like a front rower and yep. just quick play the balls, quick play the balls, and just change the tempo of the game. Yep. So I, I'm i torn. I, I yeah. believe Defensively,
2: I, he's good on the edge. So there's no doubt good. about that. Yes, it's Just he's such a weapon in attack. Yeah. Uh, we touched on there, but we, we touched on something before. Anyway, it's just kind of, we, we, At the now, moment you
4: got Liam Martin, yeah, who will probably good. There's
2: mail going about Frizell that there might is get a, a bit, recall. There is, there's yeah. a lot going around. Would you go Hutto Young though on the other edge though? Well, I, I think he, I think he deserves his spot in mm. the seventeen. Mm. I think Mar- it's just, it, it's, it, it's funny outside that there's like a lot of players. You know, a lot of the males wrong because you just get a mile of mail. Mm. Oh, are I going to pick this plate? They just can't. They just can't pick them all, of no. course. But in certain positions, we're overloaded. That centre winger position overloaded. A little bit like um, in our in our back row and through the middle, we've got a mile of players just trying to find that right that right formula.
1: Yeah, is Cookie Locky number nine? I, I think he's a
4: lock. Would you go eighty, or would you put Appy on the bench? That's the big. Uh,
1: that's the other big question. The
4: changes your whole... and Hines can't play. You know what I mean? No, yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah, oh, no,
1: that's it's a good tease
2: coming up at eleven o'clock. The other one, <laughs> of course, is made the Luai Nico situation, which we just touched on there. And like I think, an another performance like he did against the Roosters last night would have shut the door on Nico, with, as far as uh, Jerome Luai is concerned. But they both offer slightly more. Like what Louis's got going for him, of course, is that combination with Nathan. And he's a great deputy to Nathan. He doesn't encroach on Nathan unless he sees, you know, a better opportunity. And he just plays that role. What you get with Nico Hines, Nico, what he's what he's become at, at Cronulla, he's a full field player. He's a chief playmaker. Now that's the domain of Nathan Cleary. Mm. However, when you look back at how we played at the Melbourne Storm, he was he was the deputy there alongside Jerome Hughes and Munster, and he did it very very well. So it just depends what Freddie's after.
1: You know what my philosophy is on it? It's like New South Wales have lost the series; um, they don't yeah. have to be loyal to anybody. I agree. I show, they have to show it. They, I agree. You've got to show it to some extent. But if that like you've got you've got the reigning Downey M Player of the Year, yep. arguably the best player in the comp, throw him in there. Yeah, just to change it, and they—they were the big decisions that Fitler made when he first came in. Everyone goes thought he just looked like a big sliding doors moment. He came in and Queensland lost all their great players. He did pick. Yep. What well, was eleven debutants yeah. in that in that first uh, yep. first game? Like I think that's the mindset New South Wales need to get again, where they're prepared to play, be risky, and make some big to make some big selection calls.
4: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I like the. I I think Hines is clearly playing better individually. There's something about combinations that, for me, that matter. That Cleary, Yo, Luai, trialled and true. We know. I, I reckon you give Luai game one, mm. and then it's it.
2: The other thing that Nico gives you, Denon, is that if something happens to Nathan, if something happens to Nathan, for whatever reason, yeah, you know, um, is that you can straight away you've got another bloke who can run the football side. Mm. At the moment, it, it, I don't know. I don't think Jerome, at this point. I don't think he's the sort of player that if Nathan goes down, you go, are you got to run the football side.
4: Mm. I'd have Hines at 14. Yeah, right. For for exactly that. Yep. The fact that we know he can play fullback, we know he can play six, seven, probably even put him in the centre if you had to. Mm. Um, And I'd play Cookie for 80 minutes.
2: Jeez, i tell you what, we've done a tease for the top of the third
4: hour. I just, big ratings,
2: big revenue. (laughs) You're welcome, Hutchie. We'll take a break. 10 Minutes Smoking Camp next. Yeah, it's time for 10-Minute Smoking Camp. Let's kick off with a bit of Slice of Denon. Denon, we uh, take a, a little uh, grab or a uh, slab out of your uh, award-winning podcast. What you got for us this week, brother?
4: We got the great Jonathan Thurston, uh, an absolute privilege to be able to sit down with him and just hear his incredible story. and. You know, around origin time, if there's a person that typified origin, it's, it's Thurston. You know, I'll never forget him kicking that conversion with his shoulder hanging off. And uh, yeah, we're talking about, you know, we see the end product and we remember the end product, but we forget these guys were young too. They were rookies too that needed to learn the ropes. So we spoke about that. I'll take us quickly just back to origin debut. How'd you? And also what's so incredible about this, this is the start. This is the start of the dynasty
7: yeah so 2005 um we had a good start to the year with the cowboys Mm. and um yeah i remember getting the phone call um i had a heap of my mates in townsville that watched the cowboys play so they were all staying at my place, and uh, we got the phone call. I'm like, I'm playing Origin, and it no all just erupted in the house. And then, yep. you know, we go out and have a big night, and uh, <laughs> yeah, get to the airport in the morning, <laughs> and all the boys are fresh, and I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 and Billy Johnson just gives me a spray straight away, and I'm like, oh, it's not a good start. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, get into camp. Um, Michael Hagan was our coach yep. then in 2005, and um, Yeah, I remember uh, a training uh, session. So I think it might have been our second training run. um, Because I was just like a massive fan of Lockie. So, like, you know, like I just uh, idolized him. And uh, here I was, you know, playing alongside him. And. yeah, I was pretty much a passenger, and mm. uh, yeah, he pulled me aside and said, you know, for me to do my job, I need you to do your job, so yeah, you and Smithy get the boys around the park, and when I want it, it's your you know, job to get me the ball, and yeah, I was just like, oh, yes sir, <laughs> <laughs> yes sir, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was a big uh, moment for that week, and then, uh, yeah, the game rolls around, and I think we might have been 18 nil up at half time and i remember walking off the uh, ground uh, at suncorp go Origin's not what it's all cracked up to be, like thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, we come out, and I think it's like 25 minutes in, or might have been half an hour into the second half, we're behind 1918. Oh. <laughs> and I've never, ever, ever in my life thought that again about Origin. Um, so I learned a lesson extremely quickly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was you know a big clutch moment uh, for myself as mm. well. Um, I kicked the field goal uh, to send it into extra time, and yep. uh, Matty Bowen uh, takes the intercept. Bro, I was uh, sitting. I was sitting because yeah, so. we played
4: in the Queensland game before you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I was just sitting there watching, and I was like right there.
7: Yeah, I know. He just pounced on it and, uh, yeah, put it on the sticks. And I just remember running down towards him. And these people jumped over, like all on top of him. And, um, yeah, so we won that game. And then uh, they brought a bloke back uh, oh. named Andrew Johns <laughs> uh, for game two and three. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever learnt as much um, about a rugby league game. Uh, from an opposition player Mm. than I did in those two games uh, playing against Joey. Yeah, Um, His pass selection, uh, his kick selection, um, you know, his running game. um, And, yeah, he just come back and, um, yeah, schooled us. Mate, Uh, unbelievable. And, yeah, so that was uh, quite heartbreaking. But, um, yeah, learnt so much from those two games by playing against him.
2: Mate, geez, that's, uh, that's good, isn't it? Like, mm. I remember that game with the Matty Bowen one where Noddy saw opportunity, which was on, but Matty Bowen with his great instincts picked him off outside in for the intercept. Um, Lockyer, really interesting, mate. I need you to do your job. You know, just get me the ball. I've played against Lockyer and I've admired him from afar. I don't know him. Mm. I don't know him. Um, what's What's he like, the person?
4: He's quite just calm. Just chill, relaxed. He doesn't speak often, but when he does, it's very succinct. It's very clear as to what the message is. Um, it is interesting because a lot of the leaders that you hear about are, I guess, one of the boys or, you know, in, and I'm sure Lockie was that when he was coming through. Mm. But as he got a bit older, he he definitely didn't hold him, hold himself apart, but there was aura, always an aura mm. of, he's a little bit above us as our leader. And I don't think he ever did that, like, intentionally. It's just because we all knew he was our leader. So You don't he,
2: understand what you said there, like, you know, really cool character. Because at times that almost gets mistaken, like he's almost emotionally barren. Is mm. mm. that no. I like, Yeah, you know, he's yeah, just, yeah.
1: I've always yeah. found to be such a solid guy to yeah. deal with. From a media point of view, he's always, he's, you know... Sometimes players will walk past you, they'll acknowledge you, sometimes they won't. Lockie will always make a point of saying good day and stopping and, and being respectful. And he I'll did. tell
4: you what, running out next to him, you just knew any team he played, felt he safe. J- he'd find a way. He just would find a way. Mm. It,
2: when you think about the dynamics of that side, so the, the contrasting personalities, on one side you got Lockie, on the other end of the extreme you got JT, mm. but then sitting in the middle yeah. is a combination of both, Cameron mm. Smith.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's just beautifully – and then, you know, you've got, you've got Billy at the back. And oh, got mate. G.I. and so on. she's no wonder he had okay, a decent I run. Oh, mean? oh, wow, it's, it's amazing. Cool. It is <laughs> amazing stuff. We've well, oh, got, yeah, got cool. Joey <laughs> on the line.
0: Uh, yeah. We'll
2: take a break, and uh, later in the show, we've got Movie of the Week, Fever Pitch. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Let's get straight in. It's time for Webstar.
5: the best.
2: I'm about to pass through Andrew Webster, but it's a little shimmy to the right and a pass to the left. Ben, you've got something for us.
1: Well, oh, what's this little surprise? Well, this I little surprise, because this. This, oh, this, this,
6: this happened last oh, no. week on the show, Alex.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: is he still going?
2: The two yes. is. The and little then Lewis, yeah. Yeah, he's flying. Um, mate, um, <gasps> we should
6: try and get him on the show. And we've got
5: oh, him yeah. on the line. <laughs> uh, so, what's been doing?
6: Well, we have a fan overseas, and he reached out. Emmanuel Lewis Webster, and this is what he said.
1: Hey, Webby and Maddie, what's going on? It's Emmanuel Lewis. Heard you are big fans of the show Webster. I just want to say hello. How you doing? What's
7: going on, Webby? I think you have the most perfect surname ever. <laughs>
1: And Maddie don't let anyone talk to you about your height all right just
5: understand big things come in small packages dynamite peace and love I am out oh, the oh, yeah. the power of morning yeah. you know glory what? is oh, unbelievable you wow. know
1: what I'm done boys <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't wanna I don't want to spoil it I'll tell you what
2: <laughs> you know you're struggling when you're copying uh, <laughs> Crap off a bloke who's two foot five for being short. <laughs> Mate, can we get Gary Coleman next week?
7: Yeah. I don't. Oh, hang on. Whoa, sorry. Yeah.
2: Oh. Rest in peace.
6: <laughs> How did you get him? Mate, I have? I have means. connections. I have connections. Is there a video? And I reached. Is there out. an
1: actual video or just there, there's an actual,
6: there's a video? He sent a video into me. Oh,
4: man. Yeah. Wow. Ben at Morning Glory. Yeah. That, that is. Email.
1: <laughs> That is, what well, a surprise that, that, that was. that is gobsmacking.
4: Yeah.
2: As I said, mate, I can die happily now.
1: Exactly. Well, uh, Although, uh, oh, no, I've got to say, he's uh, got quite the voice going He's got, on got it going. Here,
2: yeah. Now, the natural transition now is to go from uh, Emmanuel Lewis to Anthony Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's more entertaining and upbeat. <laughs> well.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: so, Anthony Griffin Turns out it wasn't the right fit for the Dragons. Who'd have thought that? Um, uh, but today in the Herald, <laughs> today in the Herald. <laughs> I love it. We're just into everyone. I should get sick more often. <laughs> what was I talking about? Who's bagging? I bagging? Um, uh, but I see a silver lining at the Dragons. They reckon the next crop of youngsters that are coming through out of the uh, Illawarra region at the moment are the equal of those mid-2000s that went on to win the comp. Wow, for 2010. There's a real, there's a, a a big rap for the the juniors that are coming through. Wollongong-based boys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Um, uh, so, if the Dragons can get it right, and they have shown in the past they're not particularly good at getting it right. But if they can get the right coach, the right head of football, the right head of recruitment, they it's not it's not a huge rebuild. It's not a huge reset. Mm. I don't think. No, you know, as long but they just need some time and some patience. Um, I think the board's getting on better than it has previously. It is still a dysfunctional board in the sense that it's Dragon uh, St George on one side, WinCorp on the mm. on the other. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Lancaster, who is the Wynn Corporation chief executive, who's been on the board for quite some time, him and Peter Dowst have had a let's just say a uh, Lennon McCartney like uh, tension for oh. quite some time. Mm. Um, but I think they're they're getting on a bit better than people might think, and the fact that they're looking at Jason rolls, who Peter Dowse has been pushing for the best part of six months yeah. suggests that things are start they' just start it 's a little bit more harmonious there if they can whether they like it or not they 're never going to be demerged there's never going to be to the joint venture's never going to split if they want to uh, retain an nrL license, so they have to get on to make it. Sing and I just think that there, there is an opportunity there now for that to happen.
4: I hate to douse the fire. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I Very good. In there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Good. It. It. <laughs> now, like the only thing, glass half empty, if they were United and they all were on the same page, how come they handled it so poorly? Mm. They didn't send anyone out to the media, they sent the players. Terrible. Griffin had to drive past it. Like, but that's
1: a, mani- that's a management thing. That's not a of board thing.
4: Well, the board selects the people that manage the, the exactly, club.
1: Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, but it's, it's, it was handled poorly, so no doubt.
4: Bad. But then I mean, you got the leaks. I, I don't know. I, I agree with you in regards to, I don't think the, because you've still got people, Su- Sullivan, uh, Amon, and Sloan won Jersey Fleck together. Mm. So they were the best of their crop. Yep. And there's arguments to be had that their development has been stifled with this style of coach. So if they do hit the potential that we all knew they had coming in, then the turnaround, as you said, could be literally within 16 months. They yeah. could all of a sudden be fighting in the eight and doing, playing some good footy. So I agree with you in regards to turnaround it could be quite quick. Yeah. I just, I think yeah. up top, it's, I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you know,
2: in this situation, like Hindy said me last night, has he really had the team, uh, Anthony Griffin? And I said, well, you don't know until someone else takes him over. Mm. I mean, who knows? He might be, have some young blokes there who are about to absolutely boom. I mean, do you remember when Anthony Griffin was sacked from Penrith? Everyone's going, this is crazy. He's got to be into the finals. But we've seen what has happened. And granted, these young players have just got a little bit
1: older. But he did I, get, I get that. It, yeah, but at Penrith there, yeah. Seraldo was coaching that team with Gus. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. And it doesn't matter how many different ways Anthony Griffin and his supporters want to try and shape that. Go and talk to the people of Penrith. That's exactly what happened.
4: Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And also, I, you could, if you want to read a book later this year, there's a story in regards to Broncos and and
1: how. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, good. Yeah. So I like it. Thank the, you.
2: The big thing for, for Jason Riles, and he looks like the favourite, whether it be Ben Hornby or Dean Young, is that a young coach going in there and being able to have the power to be the dictator. That that's that's, that's the big be, one, and that's why say. that's why I worked with Wayne. Because I... Wayne went in there mm. and he he had all the power and he had the presence and he knew he was in a situation that if he didn't like what was going on, he'd just walk out the door and walk into another powerhouse club.
1: Well that's what happened. When he when he hasn't had absolute power, i.e. the two times he's been at the Broncos, it's ended very poorly. What's mm. what's
6: Jason Rolls like as a as a coach? Like, you know, we so he's his trainer the best, but is he is he gonna be like a Craig Bellamy They reckon he's and... a
1: players coach. They reckon yeah. he gets on really well with the younger players, which is exactly what I reckon that club needs at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I I, I know everyone keeps saying, like, oh, he didn't have the roster. He, t- Anthony Griffin had all control over yeah. the roster. Mm-hmm. He brought in all these older players, Aaron Woods. Uh, like the McGi- letting, McGinnis McG- letting McGinnis go. Letting McGuinness go, bringing in McCulloch. There was like, a whole stack of recruitment decisions there where it looked like he was trying to win the over-35s comp. It but was, it, like, for... it just... It just he, yeah, people. I think that's a bit of a cop out to say that that he didn't have the team that he had. Also, but he also made some bizarre decisions in the last few weeks. Yes, he has. The, like the whole Lomax thing, I can't wrap my head around. I think Lomax is still trying to work out why he got dropped. Mm-hmm. Like no one's actually explained it to him. And what happened with Sullivan on the weekend was just you know well, obviously the final, was like, well that was just sort of like the final yeah. straw.
2: Yeah, it was. But so the Lomax situation again. So look, Zach is a player of. Great potential okay um, he has is a long way from being the player that you know we expect him to be like Freddie was you know talking about him you know push him into the blue squad by now but that, that hasn't transpired yet he's on a huge huge amount. money now but so if you draw a line through that you, the reason he let McGuinness go is because he said McGuinness was on too much money and he was going to have a, a sort of you know socialist system or a money ball system. And that he just couldn't carry him, but you're paying big money for Guess. other players as well. Like, yeah, just Guess who else you make... let
4: go? Yeah, Reece Robson. Exactly. Reese exactly. Robson. Like, how? Yeah. How can you let Reese Robson go to bring in, you know, I love Macca, but he was at the end of his career. But
1: see, yeah, look, yes. you know what I see yeah. with this? All right, I see with Lomax how, like, their solution to him flick passing too often was to move him to the other side of the field. Got, now, yeah. surely coaching, like, the art of coaching. Is to make him more selective with his pass, yeah. and it's a little bit like I think of, I often think of this. I've talked to Warren McDonald about it. at the Tigers, years ago when the Tigers got rid of Adarcar, they just they dropped it, put him into reserve grade, didn't think anything of him because he wasn't good under the high ball. And I remember what Warren McDonald said to me, "Well, isn't good coaching teaching him to be good under the high ball? Absolutely goes to Melbourne, <laughs> learns how to catch the ball properly. Um, uh, is an Australian winger. Yeah, like I mean data. that that's coaching."
5: Yep. So I think Absolutely that, that's, it is. You, you need, and, I just, and this
1: is the benefit, I reckon, of, of, of Bennett and, and Belliach too. They're so skills-based in the way that they coach. coach. Mm. That's and it. that's what you need with a young team. And pure, that's what I hope Rolls brings to the Dragons.
2: Pure coaching. Exactly. The lost art of pure coaching. Mm. It just makes me sick when I hear uh, coaches publicly saying about their players, we just haven't, haven't got the roster. And you go, going, you're how dare you? Just going, But you go, how dare you? Mm. How dare you? Because then you've got to walk into the train on a Monday and try to build belief in that squad that you mm. clearly don't believe in. Yeah. And the bottom line is, you make them better. Mm-hmm. You coach the pants off them. Make them better footballers. Well, look
4: look at the Dolphins. You can't say that anymore. Exactly. You cannot. Yeah. It is over. Any coach that comes out and says, oh, no, I don't have yeah. the roster. We're... Look at the Dolphins. Well, look, mate, the... look at Nick Mooney. Yes,
2: that's a great one. Look at Nick Mooney. Look, look, at, look at King, Josh King, who's gone to Melbourne. Look at Tommy Dearden. Look at Zach Hoskin. Perfect
4: example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are plenty of good footy players out there, but I just think that we have a a shortage of good admins Mm. and good coaches. Yep. Um, I totally agree. Because you don't have admins training all the way from six years old to become admins in footy. You don't have coaches training all the way from six years old, Mm. but we have thousands and thousands of kids training. You
2: know, Denon, the amount of jobs in the media has been so detrimental to the coaching ranks. Mm. Slater's the best example.
5: Mm.
2: Like there weren't so like yeah. Slater is the perfect example that already, and this got me into trouble last week, as you know. but if he's the perfect example that of a guy that just would have been into coaching immediately like he's had the success at origin level, you just knew he'd be a genius coach, mm. but mm. he's going, you know what? I've got a great job in the media. I've got the horse stud. I've got all those things. I don't really need it. Although I think the Melbourne storm will continue to press him. I think Why so. Why wouldn't they
1: look? I, look, I, um, yeah, and I, I, I reckon uh, Riles is ready for it. He's yeah. he 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 had been cold on it, and then he's actually started to see the the ups the upscale yeah. in in going to a club like that.
2: On the personality, he'll be a very different coach to Craig Bellamy. Yep. I think what he'll do is he'll put standards, as they say, in play. No, put it this way: I don't like to use just common words that just wash over. He'll let the players know straight away what's expected know that 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 will basically be his discipline is said this is what you do this is where I expect from you if you don't reach that then
6: because whenever we run overlay on the show it's always Jason Ra sitting there and bellyache, just not giving it to him. Yeah,
1: well, i am there was a, funny, there, was a fun, there was a hilarious uh, moment. They showed it on your show last night, Maddie. Where, where Rolls is in the room, in the coach's box with the mic, with the mic yeah. in front of him, and Bellamy grabbed the mic and was screaming.
2: Jono, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Jono, Webby, and you talk like he, here's an example <laughs> of that. I think sometimes when you get you get mixed, you know, like uh, things get lost in coaching. In my opinion, too too much technology. In coaching, can be detrimental. Yep. Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, right? uh, You watch Bellyache and you go down there, so he's walking around with a piece of, you know, he he, he writes longhand, you know, carrying it around with him, stuff like that, because they feel their players. Mm. They feel they know their players. They know, they just sit and they watch that player with, you know, soft eyes and just go, okay, this is what this guy needs. As opposed to sitting a kid in front of a computer mm. screen and just throwing them, showing them clip after clip after clip, showing them what they're not doing right.
1: Bennett said to me the best thing that, that ever happened to his coaching was, or that he's thankful of is the fact that he started before the video. He said it was all just what you watched on the training field. Mm, yeah, so and he said, he said it's all feel. It's, it's human. It's all feel. It's, yeah. human, it's human. That's right. Yes.
2: Yeah. We're, we're, we're not we're robots. Emo- we're emotional creatures having we, physical experiences. We are. Uh, on, on that – After the break, we've got Movie of the Week. Fever Pitch, talking about human experiences. Stay tuned. And it is time for Movie of the Week. (laughs) And today is just a really great, feel-good sports film. It's a true story. Uh, A book originally uh, written by Nick Hornby that was uh, turned into a film in 1997. It's Fever Pitch.
7: When was the last time you
1: felt this nervous about a league
3: game? I know. 1971, I should think. Two home wins could be champions Tuesday night. Imagine. What are we gonna do?
1: Drink, I'd expect.
3: Yeah. I can't think about it in bed at otherwise I can't sleep. This is the worst day of my life. 18 years and they blow it on the last weekend of the season. Come on, Paul. It's only half-time.
5: It's only 1-0.
2: <laughs> mate, uh, it's a great film. Liam Alexander, welcome. Morning, guys. How you going? Oh, we're going Hello, good, man. mate. Liam, I love this movie. It gives me goosebumps, and I'll explain why shortly. But what about yourself? Did you enjoy it?
8: Yeah, I really liked it. I think it sort of reminded me, like, it's so rare these days to go into something completely blind. I'd never seen a frame of this movie. I'd never heard of it. And it's, it was really refreshing. It's a great British film. You could call it a rom-com, but I think it is more of a sports film about Mm. sort of the euphoria and misery of being a fan. And um, it's not, you could call it, it's a bit of a romance, but it's more about the romance between Mm. Paul Ashbury and the Arsenal Football Club than it is with the woman in the movie.
2: Now, Liam, I'm just going to defer now to Alex, the maestro. He is the football zealot. Um, on, on the plot <laughs> that's Now, a
3: dangerous now, thing to be called yes, at the yes, moment I'm, mate. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> you are, I apologise, mm. mm. <laughs> <Singer laughs> fanatic a super fanatic a troublemaker um,
2: Now, not just the plot of the film, Alex give me the circumstances, give the, the listeners the circumstances
3: So Arsenal have sort of they're this underachieving they're the biggest club in London so that's that's a fair thing to sort of have heaped upon you, it's, it's the Roosters, it's South, you know. You're talking about the biggest club in the biggest city in England who've underachieved for more than two, well, I think it was 19 years, 20 years since they won the league, which is actually, funnily enough, a similar situation to the one they're in now, going for that. And it looked about 10 times over this season like they'd thrown it away. And following him through all the emotions, it's very well done in the way that Nick... Obviously, wrote the book and the way they've adapted that, and the way Colin plays the character, um, it. Anyone who follows sport will be able to relate to this movie without an issue. It's just it's as an accurate as a portrayal of a in and out of a season that Roller I can coaster. I can see. Yeah, yes. it's just brilliant. The book. So we're
1: we're reviewing it because one of the uh, listeners whose name is Pine Baron. Uh, Pine, shout out to you this morning Thank you for tipping this yeah, I you. love I love the book I love the book Fever Pitch Not least because of the opening line in the book I will always remember my wedding day We beat Coventry 1-0 <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Liam, did the critics Did they love it as much as we did?
8: Uh, It was interesting because when I, as we were saying, it's a real feel-good movie. So I don't know why it only has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's really harsh for a movie like this. Roger Ebert, he didn't review it. He actually reviewed the remake that came out eight years later. Mm, He really liked that. Yeah. It lacks (laughs) a lot. He really liked that. Yeah. So I can imagine he would have liked this movie, but yeah, there weren't too many reviews at the time.
2: Mm. Can I just say right now, is that it gives me goosebumps. When I watch it, watch it again, I I had a tear in my eye because it just took me back because the movie came out in 1997 and I remember watching it, being a a big football fan, but watching it going, imagine. Imagine being on that ride and imagine that sort of jubilation then a couple of months later it happened.
1: Oh, now I've got goosebumps. Now I'm going to (laughs) cry.
2: Yeah, and it just happened. And I remember as we were getting getting off the bus at the workers' club at Newcastle and 100-odd thousand people just going, um, this is fever pitch. Mm.
1: That's right, it, yeah, was. it was. It felt that way.
2: Yeah. The remake, Liam, I, as I said, I think it lacks a lot. Um, mm. I think one of the things, probably explain it all, is Drew Barrymore. It just <laughs> doesn't have that quite authentic feel as this one.
8: No, I, th- I think the British can do it a lot better with their romantic comedies. They feel a lot more grounded and realistic. And Colin Firth in this is great. Jimmy Fallon plays his character in the American remake. So I think that sort Wasn't of tells good, But was the it? Farley brothers directed that, yeah. which I didn't know. So it's, a, it's mm. sort of an interesting amalgamation of, of
6: crew and talent for that movie. Um, my favourite character from the film was the Arsenal home ground. Mm. Um, and they, Alex, I'll come to you again. North... North Bank, yeah. Just get like, I was fascinated with like, I love because you know I love all well, things history. I love that nostalgia of that. Like, what the North Bank? What was what was
3: that? Well, so Highbury is sort of built next to. It was built like a very short distance from Woolwich Arsenal, which is where they get the name from. Um, and it was built before the First World War. One of the proper old football grounds, and you're talking about the North Bank, so you're on old terraces. So this is where a lot of the issues with hooliganism came but it's a lot of people remember it with very rose-tinted glasses in that everyone was standing Mm. together it was all men at that stage but that it was that sort of community and built into North London which is a very football thing is that the, the ground is amongst the community you're not driving not like American sports where it's out sort of and you're driving into a parking lot and doing all that sort of thing. It's it's, you're going from the pub to the game, yeah. it's all grounded in that. And I the think ar- that's well portrayed as well. The
2: Arsenal Club, they were the cloth traders, weren't they? The history of the guys who founded it.
3: I think you might be right. Yeah. Woolwich. Yes. Woolwich Arsenal.
2: Um, Liam, did it make money? Was it as successful as first Financial?
8: Um, I think it was made for a few million dollars. The only thing I could find online, and I don't think this is true, is that it only made $3,000 worldwide.
5: What? $3,000? Yeah. It,
8: what? Th- if you look online, the only thing it says is that it's made $3,736 worldwide. But I don't think that's true. I think that might have only been what it made in America at the time, but I couldn't find any of what it made in um in the UK or
4: Australia. But I'm sure it made profit. Mm. must have made profit. I didn't
8: know about it, but people know about it.
4: must have made profit if they made a remake, surely.
8: Yeah. Yeah. It
4: was a a different... Yeah, yeah, it was different. It was was baseball. baseball. Oh, yeah, I know that. But, like, to take the concept, regardless of sport, you'd have to assume that it made a profit for The Americans
2: always believe they can do it better. Yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah, remember that movie Three Men and a Baby? That was a French movie that they took and basically... Rolled it around, and turned it into a giant turd. I will tell, tell you,
1: the other one was death at a, death at a funeral. Oh, yeah. Remember, they did an American yeah. version of that. Liam, remember that?
8: Oh yeah, I saw. <laughs> I can't. I remember the British version. I couldn't remember the American yeah, version. Yeah, with Chris though. Rock.
1: Well, yeah, what? It's a, yeah it's a, oh. yes. They did with oh,
4: Old well, Boy. Old Boy as well. They tried to remake Old Boy to. Yeah, famous... Josh Brolin. Well, what about and, the yeah. biggest?
2: What are the biggest one? Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. They that they oh. turned into Tuang Fu. Do you remember that no. that movie? Patrick Swayze. Yep, with Patrick yeah. Swayze. Yeah, with Patrick and Swayze. It is yeah. an absolutely mm. total takeoff, not even hiding it. <laughs> and it was a, it was it was awful. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Swayze and Tom some else. other palooka.
1: Yeah, yeah, here, Death at a Funeral, twenty ten. Three years after the other one, it it's had Chris Rock. It had Chris Rock. It had it had uh, Danny Glover, Peter Drinklich, oh, who right. was in the original. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover, Tracy huh? Morgan. Kevin Hart. There you go. Wow. Danny
2: Glover. All on Google. I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what he said. In- <laughs> Colin Firth. Jeez, what you said before, what a great actor. Um, yeah. I, I watched The Railway Man again the other day. Oh, my God, that is one of the best performances from anyone I've ever seen.
1: I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's incre-
4: so good. Is it Incredible. really? King's Speech, Colin Firth. It's yeah. very oh, good. God, stop it. Oh, good. Mate,
2: Colin Firth. <laughs> oh, Firthy. Oh, t- uh, Liam, I'll just hit you. you oh, you're
1: Filthy Firth. <laughs> I'm feeling Firthy.
2: <laughs> oh, it's been that sort of show. Um,
8: <laughs> Liam, a score out of 100, mate? Oh, I'm going to give it an 85. Completely yeah. disagree with Rotten Tomatoes on this one.
2: Right, and so what we'll do, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to do greatest sports fan movies. Stay with us. We're just talking about it there, about fever pitch and the things that uh, bond families together. And it's very often sport, you're saying, yeah. th- with this film.
6: Yeah, well, the, the, thing about, the thing that I really loved, it because I hadn't seen it, was that he got into loving Arsenal. He got into loving football because it brought him and his dad, who was not around most of the time, brought them together. And you, know, you, you see that with people. My wife loves Friday night football because she watched Friday Night Football with her father and her brothers. So it's this special moment. So she will always sit there and she'll always watch Friday Night Footy.
1: I don't reckon if – I don't think my father and I have spoken about anything apart from Bag the Dragons for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If not for that, we wouldn't have spoken. Uh,
2: Now, greatest sports fan movies. It's a little bit tricky. Went and researched this, Liam. Is there any that really stick Mm. out for
8: you? Well, one that I think is a really underrated, it's a thriller, it's the fan with oh, De Niro oh, yeah. and Wesley. Yeah, got to be it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the only ones I could find as well. That well, is
2: freak that's scary. Such a great yeah. film. Yeah, Very good. And you see that guy, the De Niro character, you see him at the football. Absolutely. Screaming and yelling, and the son or the daughter sitting next to him, like terrified. Um, yeah. Benito del Toro. Uh who is uh it's Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Wait when he cuts the number off oh.
6: the... Wesley Snipes, he's, he's, he's come up, up and come up a little is, he, His, his
1: ears he, will be burning. What, what's Wesley Snipes doing? Yeah, oh, evading tax. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he got in trouble, <laughs> didn't he? Did he? I
4: don't know, I just said it.
1: No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he did, but do got Allegedly <laughs> uh, uh, hey, what about this
2: one? This is a really underrated movie. Mark Wahlberg's Invincible. Have you seen that? It's the.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Vince
2: Papali, who was, he was just, him and his mates were massive zealot fans, as we Mm. were saying before, Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles fans, and basically, you know, always bagging them. And Philadelphia Eagles was such a low ebb, they did an open trial game, almost like PR open trial, anyone there can come and trial. He made the cut and ends up like, you know, had a couple of good seasons. With wow. the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh, On that
1: no. note, Silver Linings playbook. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Got you. Got you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> got ya. Again, with De Niro. Mm. With De
2: Niro. Jackie Weaver. Jackie she Weaver. Said she had a, like... Just, a
1: renaissance. Yeah,
2: she, oh, renaissance is the word. Mm. Uh, ho, ho. <laughs> because <laughs> you in
6: those two things, it's all about the following the ups and downs of a team, as you said, and you saw it in Fever Pitch, like, and he says, I don't know whether my life shit because Arsenal are shit mm. or whether Arsenal are shit so that that makes my life shit. And it's... <laughs> Philadelphia True. Eagles, like, yeah. they're, they're, they're flying high at the moment, but, man.
2: what else? Right, this one. It's a documentary, but when we were kings, hmm. like, you know, about the, um, the rumble in the jungle, and, and just when I, when I say from the fans' point of view, I love, like, Norman Mailer, because one of America's greatest ever writers, just talking about his fandom and love of Muhammad Ali, I think it's unbelievable. Yeah, him and
1: George Plimpton—they sort of—they oh, almost make that documentary. Sure do. Uh,
2: Liam, any others stick out for you?
8: Um, a recent one was the fighting with my family with Florence Pugh yeah. about um, Paige, the wrestler. Her journey. Mm, her, her good. Her mum and dad were amateur uh, wrestlers, and her and her brother were big fans of it, and tried to make it in the WWE. And I thought that was a really underrated movie. I thought that was a great sports film.
4: Uh, actually, one of my. Genuine, not only fans. It's, it's from a fan's perspective, but it's not from a player's perspective. The Damned United.
2: Oh, Unbelievable. Of, you know, Denon, it is in my top five favourite movies of all time. It is wow. unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. About, you know, um, the great Brian Clough taking Derby County from the bottom to the top of Europe and then basically uh, then taking over Leeds, who were the powerhouse, and the six weeks that just went horribly wrong. Brian Clough, I was still... I've been recently on YouTube just watching some old interviews. They just don't make coaches like that anymore. An entertainer. There,
1: there's a there's a book called "Provided You Don't Kiss Me," and it's written by a, 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 a roundsman who used to cover his whole time. As a, yeah, and it, from his perspective about Brian Clough, and it's so much like the Damn United. Like he, when you, uh, having watched the damn United first, it's like so close to the mark that movie. Isn't if that great? To what he was mimic, like. If you, you know? haven't
4: watched it, watch the damn United. It is so good.
2: On the list. What at this one? Okay, boys. From a fans' perspective, Kevin Costner, whose father told him all the stories about Shoeless Joe Jackson, and he builds the football. Uh, he builds good. the baseball field, field of dreams.
6: That's
1: mm. the ultimate fan movie. It's a, yes, mm. and mm. It it is. Even, even so that the
6: the major league adopted the – they do now do Concept. the, corn, the yep. cornfield game and the players walk out. When they walk on the field, they walk out of the cornfield. Oh, yeah. that's
4: so good. Which
6: cool. when, got... they, when they first did that, they, that Incredible. gave me chills. I, I went, you know what? Sometimes look... sport gets it
2: really right. Yeah. Yeah. Liam, appreciate your time, mate.
8: Nah, have a good one, guys. good. That's jo- good.
2: good job. Uh, text message through. Um, Maestro, to you, Man City, 4-0 over Real Madrid. Is it the greatest – Victory, greatest win in the club's history.
3: Well, it was so good I got emotional about it earlier. Um, Did you? It was pretty close. It was pretty close. Uh, The only one I can think of, and purely because of the the nature of it rather than the performance in the game, was the win over QPR that won them the title back in 2011. But, Mm. yeah, just the – I've never seen a team so completely dominant and – to walk away at the end of the game going 4-0, that could have been 6 or 7 against the reigning European champions. No. Uh, coached by Carlo Ancelotti, one of the best ever. Mm. Uh, yes, it is the Do best performance in Man City's Do you know,
2: um, talking to Man City, one of the most amazing pieces of footage I've ever seen, it might have been in the early 80s, late 70s, the great Dennis Law, who was Manchester United legend, who then went to Manchester City. And in the last minute of a game, he... And he can and I mean accidentally scores a goal to send man United down relegated oh. mm. and he's literally in tears whoops yes mm. whoopsie mm. Um, we'll no take a uh, we'll take a break predictions of a rugby league halfwit next <laughs> yes and it's time for predictions of a rugby league halfwit so Oh, I've just had a look at the, i the screen of the, uh, the show from last night, uh, which Fletch found all that vision of him just basically uh, scoring two tries against Hindy and Hindy flopping. That's
7: hilarious. Very, Set, very television. Good. Well,
2: yeah. what, what, a, what a show that is, talking about big ratings and big revenue. Uh, now, predictions of a rugby league half wet. we've upped the ante. It's a challenge system. Now, Ben has three predictions every week. If he gets two or three, he wins. If he gets zero or one, the challenger wins. Now, last week, I bet a bottle of whiskey. And, uh, Ben, let's have
6: just have a look how you went. Yeah. Your first prediction was? I'm going to go to Dan Murphy's a lot, Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. Uh, I went, I said the Dogs would beat the Warriors. What was the score? 24-12 Warriors. I then, I then said uh, Roosters to beat the Panthers. Oh, that ended oh. poorly for Jeez. me. We won't even oh, go into the score. Oh, and bones. then I then I thought, you know what, the Eels. I reckon they can do it down in Canberra. No, they cannot. Okay, so it was zero and three. So here you go. Here's your bottle of whiskey. Bottle of whiskey. That is.
2: Oh, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> well, whiskey. I oh, yeah. still got the still got the price on it. Fourteen dollars. I mean, does that... <laughs> <laughs> that's. It's mate, technically mouth I want to produce a
6: producer wage mate not a not a radio superstar wage yeah well,
2: just give it time mate I'll mentor yeah. you Get there.
6: <laughs> Now Webby, you've got the job as challenger
2: this week what oh. would you like to what'd you like to bet
1: I hmm. I just take you to lunch How's that Oh I take you lunch after the show next okay. week okay
2: okay done so there done. so so lunch. Uh, <laughs> one of your one of your Watch <laughs> after the show
1: next week. Next yes, week. yeah,
2: yes, okay, okay. Japanese, okay. Maybe. Let's yeah, let's have a let's have a bit of a look. then what are you going to do okay. this week? Now, I've got also, mate. They the predictions have to hit a certain level. Alex will be the judge. Oh, of these that. will hit yep. a certain
6: level. Don't you worry. Okay, I'm going to head up to Coffs Harbour on oh, Saturday. God's country. God's country. Mm. Are you literally to... going up there? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, I I'm going to call into the Howie Mole. I'm so... going. I'm going to preempt this with the abusive text message from my brother-in-law, Sharks fan. I'm going to say the Knights. I get to beat the Sharks <clears throat> up in Coffs Harbour. Is that? Is that? That's. That's yeah. Fair that, enough. Passes. Yep. Yep. that passes. Yep. Eleventh on the ladder. Eleventh or fourth? fourth. Yep. Yeah, that exactly that right. passes. No, that's fantastic. Good. Mm-hmm. I, just re- I reckon the Knights can. Let's hope do so. There's something up there. Let's hope so. Uh, then I'm going to go down to the, is it they call it the eighth wonder of the world at Leichhardt?
2: They mm. do. Even though you've got to line up for a half an hour to yeah, go to the get toilet. A, <laughs> or a beer.
6: Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm going yeah, to say the, the Tigers. West Tigers. i are oh, going yep. to turn it up at home and they're going to beat... The Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Mm. 17th oh. versus 13th. Is that enough? Can we get Alex. a margin Alex, on that? what do you think? That's oh. oh. oh yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's head yeah. to head. Agreed. That's, you know, oh, mate. particularly Agreed. West Tigers well, at home. It's going to be 1 to 12. Agreed. Okay. 1 to 12? Okay. To 12. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And there you go. There's a text message right there from my brother-in-law. That came through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never go near my sister again. <laughs> <laughs> ben, have you left oh, your adult nappies?
2: You oh, F off, <laughs> F off. There you go. What roles
6: in your family? Mate. Abusive text. Yeah. There's beautiful, yeah, regional people up there in Armidale. Um, am I okay oh, wow. now? Rural oh, trash, wow. rural wow. trash, wow. mate. Wow. That's what they are now. Raiders, Seagulls down there. I'm going to go down to Canberra. Now I'm. Let me know, Alex. If this is not enough, mm. I'm going to say Raiders 13 plus. Mm. Is that enough? Because well, if it's, it's not, if it's not, I'll go even more radical, mm. and I'll say Manly to beat Raiders. Which See, one? Are we I taking?
1: think the oh, latter is Actually, well, what
3: mm. do you we'll think? say?
4: Raiders thirteen plus, and then yep. Then if he, he, yeah, if that's not radical enough, I'll pretty, flip. No,
1: that's thirteen plus. Are you happy yeah. with that? Yeah, Canberra and a team that um, put on points. Put on points. They win. Well, so they put on points, but they just can't You know what? Jakey's back. They never do it easy. Okay. Yep. Eight, so okay. So we, so we go
2: Knights Nights to beat Cronulla. Yep. The second one was one to twelve. Uh, Tigers over the Cowboys and thirteen plus the Raiders over Manly. That's yep. a big.
1: That's a big comeback from Jake Trebouevitch. Okay, like he was gone for Origin. Yeah. They had. They'd had him out, mm, and now he's come bad. back from a calf. Mm. There you go. Oh, More well, news. As yeah, it comes
2: it <laughs> We'll uh, we'll take a break. Coming up shortly, our New South Wales State of Origin terms. Yes, and uh, top of the uh, third hour in about five minutes' time, we're going to get into our New South Wales state of origin sides. But uh, yesterday, boys, been d- interviewing various people for um, the Good Chat podcast. Did Fat Boy Slim, mm. did uh, various people such as Stan Grant and Wally Dali, etc., etc. So on and so forth. Yesterday, did Elise Perry. Oh, now, how pe- was she? Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I've interviewed her before. She's a great person. It's.
2: I don't think, and for people that don't know the. A dual athlete, the greatest female cricketer of all time. She was named by Ears Penn as the greatest Australian cricketer full stop in the last 50 years. Wow. That's how big. And, of course, represented Australia at the FIFA Women's World Cup in soccer. Now, let's just consider this for a second, right? So, firstly, she got picked to represent Australian cricket at 16 years of age, which was the youngest ever. Two weeks later, she gets selected Play for the Australian soccer so, soccer side. Two weeks later, she found out being picked for the uh, for the cricket side at recess. At recess, where she, at year eleven in high school, where a friend passed her the old Motorola and she picked it up and it was father and said, "Oh, you've just been named in the Australian cricket side." But have a think of this. Consider this. Right. This is how remarkable it is. So the original dual athlete superstar was Bo Jackson. Yeah. So Bo Jackson and Dion Sanders. We're baseball and American football. Both of them were great at both, but the best at neither. Mm. Right, let's go to Michael Jordan, dual athlete. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketballer of all time, but was a minor league uh, baseballer. Only played really in the minor leagues. Wasn't going to make it. At Perry mastered both Mm. and is the greatest of all time at cricket, at one of them. That is just... I've never met, on top of that, I've never met a more humble, shy superstar in my life.
1: Yeah, she's so unassuming. And just, it's, it's a great story about her and her dad. Like, her and her dad have just spent literally months of their lives just in the cricket nets, over and over, Her him thrown down. And I remember I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he said, I said, what's what, what's the great key to, you, to, like, the great indicator, do you think, of her success? And he goes, my... My shins, his shins are just completely battered from her building the ball straight back down and him being, yeah. you're not being quick right. enough to get he, out right. of it. Yeah. He brews shins yeah. in, in the cricket nets. He coached
2: uh, Paramount Amaris in rugby league. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, right. Did. It was a funny. He's a lovely guy. It was a funny moment. Yes, this is how humble she is, but So I, I get there and as we're about to do the interview, because, you know, it's the off season with cricket. And I am I I come I go along the lines of, you know, are you keeping your eye in? I say, you know, are you are you playing you know, at the moment, you still, you know, keep eye on. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the Australian cricket captain. And I went, no, no, Elise, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> right? <laughs> what I'm asking is, are you are you playing any, you know, like Warner would play a grey game. Do you do that? She goes, no, nah, you know, my book is too full. But, yeah, just – it was actually unnerving. She was so humble. Yeah, wow. And the first 15 wow. minutes of the interview, I was going – and this is going to be heavy going because I would say I did that comparison. I, well, she was described as the, the female version of Cigar Field Sobers, and she goes, Maddie, I'm nothing like that.
4: Yeah, you going, wow. Elise, you are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, to, it's it's but sometimes it's bizarre. We always, there's this kind of cliche of, oh, you need arrogance to be great. You need arrogance to be great. Mm. And then every now and then you get someone that mm. is the total opposite of that. Yeah. And it's where their greatness lies. It's bizarre.
2: I said to her when she was in in our studio in the house, and I said, Elise, relax. You don't need to be so modest. Modesty has no place in my home. (laughs) 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 We'll take a break. Our origin side's next. Yes, and uh, coming up pretty soon, we've got our morning glory jeopardy. Hasn't that become a fan favorite? Uh, This one's a real positive spin. It's fever pitch day. Uh, Coaches who quit or were sacked. Um,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's coaches uh, Now, at New South Wales Origin size now Webby, this year For the first time, we're announcing our sides Simultaneously With Queensland, I believe On the Monday, oh. we usually name ours 24 hours early, which I never
4: Rich,
5: Understood no. Yeah,
4: look, I mean, we do things better up in Queensland uh, know, yeah. Mate, our lead.
2: But, but seriously If you were, like you said before, you don't pick a side Necessarily to react, but you could Get there And I'm I'm sure sometimes in the past, New South Wales has named a team or a player and Queensland has just gone, hang on a second. I think
4: the key one is if Capewell is selected to play on the edge to start, that's a very different game plan than for feeder. That changes a lot. So you'd probably select around that. Do you need to put Cam Murray on the edge then? You can probably keep him on the bench, bring him through the middle. I do think it actually helps to know who's going to be in the squad Mm. in in regards to picking that
2: Webby, your team, New South Wales side.
1: Well, I'm not gonna get wide like I did with the back line because I got a it was a backlash. On social media of all things, what would Yeah, I'm a the
4: him. Don't talk to social media, Webby. I just sound
1: like cowards, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one one Tedesco, two Fox and Toyo on the other wing. Uh Latrell. I'm gonna go with Campbell Graham. I just as much as I love Turbo, I just don't think he's like he no he doesn't have confidence in his body. Mm. it's a real concern. And I just think that's different to being out of form.
5: Mm. If
1: he's out of form, he can go into origin and find that form. And he's done that before he's come back, you know, come in cold. But I just think, I just, I think he's a risk. So I can't mm. pick him. I'm going to pick, I'd say Heinz for the reasons I said earlier in the show, Whoa. I think you throw, I think you throw caution to the wind. You add some X Factor, as much Shopping as I hate and that change. changing, term. that's what they do, oh, Shop and change. Good. Yeah, good on, You, you pick your bloody... <laughs> you do you, champ. Uh, <laughs> Cleary at seven. I like Hass and JQT now that he's uh, back from injury um, uh, as the props. I like H- Cook to start at hooker. Martin, I'm going to go against what you said and have Murray and Yo. Mm. The bench... I'm not going to go Appy. I'm, I'm I'm backing Cook to be the 80 minute hooker. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yep. So my 14s Walker.
2: I'm with you. Right. Okay.
1: I just think I just think he is. Yeah. And he's just been burned by New South Wales. They haven't persisted with him, mm. and they it, it, like, they just haven't backed him. I think, and I just think yeah. the way that he is combining with Latrell is just that is too good to ignore, and that totally is great. the type of attack that New South Wales can't say no to Olakawatu, Paulo is the other big prop, and Hudson Young get some we just lack some I can't really say the word I want to use. we lack mongrel mm. uh, up in in the pack um, the last two deciders, oh sorry, the two deciders that they've lost in 20 and 22. and I just think they need some they need some you what they you can team. find
2: you can find the trial line when, a, when, when you need a trial, when you need one yeah yeah
1: How do you like, what do you think? I just, yeah, it's a great tone.
4: I think that's Hudson good Young one. is almost, and he didn't make my side, but he's but he's been a, a stalwart with Queensland. He's almost like your Jairo. You just bring him on, yeah. just get in it, just get
6: amongst it. Get exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, totally agree. agree. Mm. Benny, who you got? Uh, okay, I've got Tedesco as my number one. Uh, my is controversial. Yeah, mm. very controversial.
4: Well, some I've people got... some people say Edwards number one. There's there's, yeah. there's a but doesn't say well, a lot though, mate, that you ca- people about wanting to like... dump Teddy.
1: But doesn't so... say a lot about the like just the. Embarrassment of Riches in the back line. The Dylan Edwards can't even get yeah. a sniff anywhere near that, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll
2: ask you this then, if we press pause on it. Sorry. If I, I'll ask you Sorry, this, we? Webby. If Tedesco goes down, right? I don't jinx, but if, if he was injured,
4: who do you put fullback? Edwards 100%.
2: Edwards or do you go Luttrell?
1: Oh.
4: Edwards 100%. Because you've already got a game plan built around Tedesco's style of play. Yep, his who, involvement in, through the middle, who emulates that, mm-hmm. and also yeah. Trell in the centres is like if you mm-hmm. want points, boom, he'll mm-hmm. give it to you. Yeah, because
5: mm-hmm. we, we we do question.
6: always talk about you know, the combination between Cleary and Luai and Yo and uh, Dylan Edwards is yeah the, the fourth yeah yeah that would actually part of that but yeah, yeah, yeah. that puzzle mm. anyway. Got Tedesco, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my wingers Campbell Graham and uh, the Fox. Uh, I'm going to go, what? I'm going to, sorry. You dropped him tall. Total's gone, mate. My team. Wow. Oh, con-
1: controversy. Because yeah. yeah. I want, I want
6: Latrell and yeah. I want Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Morning glory producer. <laughs>
5: slams Taha. Mm, exactly.
6: Hey, I love, I love Brian, but I, I'm
4: sorry. Uh, he ran uh, for 275 meters last night. It's
6: nearly a hundred post contact. I, I just don't think he's been seeing the competition on fire this year. Wow. Did last last night he was fantastic. Has been doing that all season. He has he? He has. Has he? He has. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> because I'm New South Welshman, I like to uh, pick and stick, I'm gonna go Louie <laughs> and Cleary as our halves. Uh, Jakey and Payne as our props cookie to start. I'm with I'm with Webby over there. Um, Martin Murray, yo. Appy as my fourteen. Um, Junior Paulo. Hudson Young, and then my seventeen. I was tossing, but mate, I'm gonna, I just want Nico in the team.
2: Mm, okay, right up. I've gone Tedesca, uh Brian toto Now on the wing. Okay, I don't think that the, the male I keep getting is they're gonna they're gonna pick Josh and they're gonna pick Tom. I I think you pick. I think it'll be a shootout. Who plays well best this week and who's the fittest? Who can demonstrate the fittest? Um, it's hard to split. What, sorry, what do you mean? So no, do you think I'll either go with I, fox or turbo I, on the wing? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, in the team, in the team that sure. makes sense. You. Yeah, Campbell Graham might move the wing. Got, so yeah. at the moment, I've got those two circled there. It's who would demonstrate they're the fittest this weekend? In the centres, Campbell Graham. I like him in the centres as opposed to the wing. I think he, I, he's not an in my opinion, a natural yardage man, and mate. Some and just he can run space. He can run gaps. Um, and shapes really, really well. Latrol Mitchell, of course, in the centres. Halves, have gone. Nico Hines. I just like... I, I understand incumbency, but I think it's, as Webby said before, it's of only a primary importance when you win a series. Uh, Nathan Cleary. Uh, the middle 13 is Isaiah Yo, of course. Uh, Jake Turbo and Payne Haas. I can't wait for Payne Haas and Carrigan to match up against each oh, other. Yes. That'll, be, that'll be something special. Back row, Liam Martin. I mean, he operates so well with uh, Yoan Cleary. The other one, I've gone Tyson Frizzell, right, at the start of the game. I think this is the best that I've seen Tyson play in a Knights jersey so far this season. And the hooker, I've got uh, Damian Cook. Now, the bench, I've gone 14, Katie Walker. Same as you. I, I, at times, I think, he's, as you said, he's been burned in that six jersey. I just think the 14 jersey will just really put... Cody, it'll just take a lot of pressure off him. I think he'll be it'll get him in a really aggressive frame of mind, sitting there watching the game, and they'll be able to just huge impact. And and the thing about it is, with, like, I would back, I, I'd back Cody to be able to play 15, 20 minutes at Hooker. Oh, now, if, he I, I, if he had to, I'd back him, and in fact, I'd use him for a little stint there. I think he could really get going in the middle of the field. Cam Murray, as I said before, I would start him, I would keep him, I'd have him on the bench just to keep him out of H I A danger and let the other sides beat the crap out of each other and then bring him on as an impact. Junior Bolo and again Hudson Young. gone Hudson. he just he's he's earned his opportunity. And I think with Hudson, when you pick him, it's almost a, it's a pick for the future and it's a pick for a statement. It's telling players, you know, that you will be rewarded for good form, mm. for that consistently good form. You just yeah. can't continually keep not, not when the, not when you've lost
1: two of the last three series you know yeah. you've got it you got to you got to be a bit flexible
4: yeah yes. I, I i like walker at 14 for sure like incredible statistically he's the best attacking player of the last 5 years yep. i will say though in the in a game of hias and people getting hit like what are your two most in three most important positions mm. i'd say 6 7 and probably fullback and i think the reason why i'd have hines on the on the bench is he can cover 6 7 yeah. fullback yeah sure whereas yes. i don't know whether could walker could step into 7
2: i think i think war well, he could you you play a different style of game mm. that's it you'd have to he could play fullback mm. <laughs> excuse me he could play You could play fullback i tell you said it there like like the evolution of different positions and how how they take place in their roles in the side the 13 is a really interesting one how that position has evolved the 13, traditionally, my dad played 13, played lock. Back in those days, it was eight before the international numbers came in. The 13 was the second six. That's how they used to play. And then suddenly, when the emergence of Bradley Clyde happened, suddenly then sides started to look at the 13 as a yardage man. But now... It's come full circle, Mm. and we're starting to see, you know, there was Dimmick and Jason Smith doing a little bit of it, but Mm. the Taumalolos and all those guys were the typical 13s, but now they're saying, no, we want more creativity. The 13, in my opinion, is the toughest. They are the toughest players on the field. Mm. Not all of them. I'm talking about um, not, I mean, not all of teams use the 13 as a creative. Some still use them as a yardage man. But if you look at a guy like Isaiah Yeo and Cam Murray, all right, that, those blokes are tackling in the thick of the smash and crash. They're working their backsides off. And on top of that, they're giving direction and doing past decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know throughout the history of the game, no matter where positions have gone, of, of someone who is, just has to do so much as the modern-day ball-playing 13. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What, what about... um? What about uh appy and Cook like mm. two hookers I, like, just, I mean it was so successful for Queensland last year with Hunt and yeah. uh this, and this uh, is why I put uh, grant on the bench. Yeah. but like so but and I know I thought it was really pointed comments from Jason Demetrio earlier this week about you know he really endorsed I don't think I've ever seen a coach endorse a player for origin as much as. As JD did for Cook, Cook. this week, mm-hmm. and about him being, a, and really specifically about being an eighty-minute hooker, yep. It's like he's trying to make a point. Yep. Um, I think I, I,
4: th- I, just think that Grant and Hunt complement each other so well. There's something about their connection that makes it work. I just don't know whether Appy and uh, Cookie. It's like a like for like. Yeah. yeah. Do they click as well as Grant mm. and Hunt? Mm. Like Hunt
2: so, has proven himself too. Like, if you had to pick one or the other. It's interesting. Who would you? But what I mean is like Harry is developing into that really um, the next year, one of the most uh, – the centerpiece player for, mm. for Queensland. But Ben Hunt has proven himself to be a truly great Queensland origin player. Yeah. It's a bit like, like Gagai.
4: Mm. Like
2: I look at Gagai, and he, for me, typifies, you know, that sort of the Queenslander and how they go about their work. Like, Gagai will go down in history – as one of the great state of origin players for Queensland, mm. because mate, winning two men in the series from the wing,
1: yeah, incredible, yeah. it's unheard of. And in
4: he, origin, it's almost in origin. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it. origin's almost an like anti-wing in regards. To, it's supposed to be about the tough stuff, and yeah. You, you play so well from the wing, you win it. Mm.
6: Looking looking at my team, I was really the bench. How how big do you need to go on your bench? Do you reckon in the modern origin?
4: I I, I go
2: for mobility. Yeah. I got ju- I got junior there. Okay, for a bit of oh, size. You,
6: you need to – do you just yeah. carry one big man on the bench? Uh, uh, look, and then... every,
2: people differ in opinion. I do because, as I said, the pace of state of origin is such that that big guy in the middle of the field, mate, they knock up pretty quick and they yeah. start to become a liability in defense. Mm. So I, I generally I, – I look for mobility a little bit more. more. That's, the,
6: that's that, when I like to bring on like an appy because then the appy yeah, creates. Play
2: through the middle. Yeah. Um, that – Third state of origin last year. The only game that I put that I've ever seen to put on par with that was 1990, Old Trafford second test, Australia versus Great Britain. Yeah. That last state of origin, that, that state of origin so match good. last year, that third game was one of the greatest games of rugby league I've ever seen. Mm. It has never been a tougher game. Like the physicality yeah. was just incredible. I'm uh, looking forward to watching Cobbo this year too. Yeah, yeah he's next. Next year, like, mate, what a power... I just Me and Gordon were talking about this last night with Cobo. There's just a real innocence about how he plays. Oh, yeah. yeah. That
4: smile
1: and... It's so, it was so, he's so raw.
4: He, and he just, if there's an error, it just does not bother him one bit. And and I, I think that when you get a guy as talented as him come through, often they're seen as the Ferrari, and they sit out in their wing, they wait for the big players and they love the highlights. What I love about Cobbo is it doesn't matter what's happening, whether he's got four errors, zero errors, three tries, one try, no try... He always does the hard work. He does. The, the hard yeah. carries out of his end. I yeah, love that he's about somebody. strong Topper. player.
2: We'll take a break. Morning Glory Jeopardy next. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Ned's level. Gamble responsibly. And we've got him on the line, Jared Timms from Ned's, And uh, welcome, Timsy. Yeah, morning, Matty. Thanks for having me back. Oh, mate, always a pleasure. Now, uh, us, some important games over the weekend. We're at this one tonight, Dragons and Roosters. Mate, Roosters need to start winning.
0: Yeah, they certainly do, Matty. Look, and sometimes when there's a sizable change, like a coach leaving, the form of a playing group can absolutely spike. If you think that's going to be the case with the Dragons, you can have $2.75 for them. And then tonight the Roosters, like you said, they are keen to bounce back themselves. They're into $1.46 in our market. The line is six and a half points.
2: Now, talking about needing to start winning, the Parramatta Reels take on the high-flying bunnies.
0: Yeah, well, this time last year, this would have almost certainly been the match of the round. But, boy, have Souths just gone to another level recently. Definitely echoed in their price at Neds this week too, Matty. They're into $1. thirty-five. There are a few fringe origin players going around for the Eels, though. Could the upset be on the cards? You can have $3.20 for it. Uh, the line for this one, eight and a half points.
2: Cheers. I'm looking forward to this game. Super Saturday on Fox League. Get the Storm up against the Dolphins. Uh, Bellamy versus Bennett. Jeez, can the and the Dolphins just keep winning.
0: Yeah, well, Maddie, the Dolphins, they started the season with a five-and-a-half game over underline. Of course, in Magic Round, they covered that. That was their sixth win of the season. Uh, they've had the well-earned eight, 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 uh, week off as well, I beg your pardon. So are they refreshed? I think they're a bit of value again, $2.65. The Storm, they were pretty good against the Broncos last week. They're into $1.48 now. The line for this one, also six-and-a-half points.
2: Have a good weekend, Timsey.
0: Thanks, Matty. Good luck, punters.
2: Download the Ned's app today and take your betting to the Ned's level. You win some, you lose more. Up on our toes, ready to go. It's time for Morning Glory Jeopardy. <laughs> and our contestants today: uh, Andrew Webster, Dennis Kemp, and Ben Hogarth. Good day, gentlemen. Hello. Well, excellent. Uh, <laughs> tight and bright, get out in the high. Don't finish the sentence with a preposition. Uh, now, the subject today is coaches who quit or were sacked, as I said to good show. Okay, weather to you first. Yep. In what year did Phil Gould quit as head coach of the Penrith Panthers? 93.
1: Uh, incorrect it's
2: 1994. Jesus. It, you idiot. This was
1: all this was
2: quite bizarre because he quit in 1994 as head coach and the last game of 1994 coached the roosters in the very last game that year.
1: Yes. That's right.
2: Uh, Dennis
1: you were soon to come in my mouth. That's uh, all right, no, have to do better. I've got I've to do better. Stuff, Four
2: questions each. It's okay. Uh, Dennis.
1: <laughs> How Mate, see,
2: it's all that self-talk. It creeps in.
1: No wonder your father never loved you. Uh,
5: (laughs) Gary Gary loved me. Oh, sorry, that
2: was (laughs) self-talk. Thank God. Uh, Denon, how many seasons did Ivan Henjack coach the Broncos? Two. Correct. There you go, Denon. He was your coach,
4: wasn't
1: he? Yeah, he was my coach. Oh, Oh, there you go. Oh, hang on. Trick question. No, it wasn't. (laughs)
2: Okay, Ben. Mm. Who's been the long? Who has been the longest? Who uh, <laughs> has been the longest-serving coach at the Gold Coast Titans? Oh, one. oh I know this one. Uh, is, is it easy? easy?
4: This is so easy. This one.
2: Jeez. Cartwright, John Cartwright is correct. Yeah, yeah. Man, Jed Cartwright.
8: Easy. Okay. <laughs> two thousand seven to two thousand
2: fourteen. Hundred and eighty-six games. One eighty-six lost. One hundred. Sounds a lot, doesn't it, 100? But it was over a long, long <laughs> It is a Titans time. coach. <laughs> they, they it is. You, they
6: come and go. Uh,
2: Webby, mm-hmm. who replaced Mal Meninga as coach of the Canberra
4: Raiders? Ooh, and you're on zero points too.
1: When was he? When was he? Uh... A lot of pressure here. Would you shut up? <laughs> um, <laughs> David Ferner.
2: Incorrect, Matt Elliott. Oh, oh Matt no. Elliott,
5: of course.
2: That was the famous one where they interviewed Craig Bellamy and oh, rejected him. Oh, 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 <laughs> listen, yeah.
1: hey, listen, I'm sick. You, mate, <laughs> my brother, you know what?
2: I'm just glad you're here, Is mate. Is this
1: your flu game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Why, why don't you ask him a question about yeah, how many wins he scored?
5: These, <laughs> blokes,
2: these blokes have been into each other since breakfast or coffee. Denon, Wayne Bennett has only quit one club. Which was it?
4: Um, Newcastle.
1: Correct. Aren't oh, you up and about? Uh-uh. What? He resigned from the Broncos in oh, a way. Did he? Okay.
4: Well, that's my
2: fault, but you get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
1: mate. In my mind. He's read my mind. Yeah, sure.
2: No but, uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a bad day for you, Webb. you What happens
4: asking me? You just should... worry about your questions, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> Isn't this
2: just the show of conflict all the time? Me and Joey last week. This will be the headline. Actually, things up. Camp and Webster. <laughs> oh. Okay, Ben. Mm. Who's the only man to have coached the Newcastle Knights twice?
6: Oh. <laughs> uh, an Easy one. I was going to say Joey. Um, Hagen. Incorrect. It was Rick Stone. Weren't oh. they the years? Rick, That's, it. What a, That's right. I tell you what, what a name. Rick Stone. Yeah. I'd love to be called Rick it Stone. Went,
2: it went uh, Rick Stone, Wayne Bennett, Rick, Rick Stone. Stone. Oh. Rolling Stone <laughs> gathers no moss. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> someone's on fire. Hey. Webby, okay, two questions each. Dennis leading 2-1. Webout, you're due. Uh, Webby, who replaced Chris Anderson as Storm Coach?
1: Mark Murray.
2: Mark Murray is yeah. correct. Well yeah. And, oh uh, that, uh, <laughs> and his assistant coach was Anthony Griffin. Wow. did. Wow.
1: <laughs> Anthony Griffin, who identified who identified Cameron Smith. Oh, did he? Yeah. Anthony Griffin. Wow. There you
2: go. Is go. mm. go. so um, that going to be a bonus point? No, unfortunately not. Oh. <laughs> okay, Dannon. Who replaced Johnny Lang? as South Sydney coach. Michael Maguire? Correct. Wow. Correct. Look at this. I didn't back in on that one. Almost an unassailable lead. I expected... When I wrote this question, I I, I, I envisaged you going, oh, God, I can't think of that. You nailed
4: it. Yeah,
1: well, I surprise people all the time.
4: Surprise my wife every
2: night. There you go. What a lucky woman. (laughs) Uh, Ben, who replaced Johnny Lang... As Sharks Coast. Coach
4: Coats? Coach, coach. 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 <laughs> Whom is this for the is this for the win for me? Because if he doesn't get this then. No, this is the question. We've got four, don't we? Yeah, yeah but forward-ish. I'll be two yeah. points ahead.
6: Yeah. Ooh, I'll be, could uh, a tie did you just name him before?
4: Uh
2: John Who no uh,
6: That's cheating. Gonna, that's cheating. I'm gonna say Chris Anderson.
1: Chris is correct.
4: That's cheating. Yeah. There you go. That's half a point, I reckon. That one didn't, what are you talking that one about? <laughs> That's a separate
1: question. That one didn't, didn't, didn't end in uh, end well either. No, it didn't. No. No, it didn't. Mm, yeah, it did not. Yeah, Webby.
2: Yeah. Who preceded <laughs> Warren Ryan as coach of the Canary
1: Bulldogs? Who Ted pre- Glossop. Ted Glossop is correct. What, what, I'm, I'm good with the stuff in the 80s. Yeah. He, they reckon I was, up, I was good until I started drinking. Yeah, that's when it all
2: uh, it all blows after. That. You were like eleven. <laughs> 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 Mate, he
4: was, They reckon
2: a lovely man, Ted Glossop. Yeah, great, and geez, played a good style of football. Mm. The entertainers. us. Mm. Win it. Okay, to Danny, win it. To win it. Okay. Okay. Name the clubs that Des Hasler has
4: coached. Manly, Bulldogs. And then Manly again.
2: Oh, correct. Well done, then. Yeah, well, well, well done, Kenny. Really?
4: I'm going to fire the last question.
2: Yeah. Thank right you. Shoot,
4: shoot. Thank you. Easy. That was easy. Okay.
1: Lucky you're such a gracious
5: winner, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, this is, an, I'm going to ask this one because this is a really great bit of trivia. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what Everyone is up, the man. only club in rugby league history to have three? successive coaches as family members.
5: Ooh.
6: That is so tough.
2: Three coaches, the three coaches in a row at this club. Three were,
6: coaches in a row. And three they're coaches, all, and they're different they're all guys, family members. My like brother-in-laws. And... Is it the... Sorry for that big pause there. <laughs> uh, is it... Okay, I'm going to go to the family club.
1: Mm. The is,
6: dogs. You're on the right you, track.
1: You got it. You nailed it. Yes. It was. I don't know who they it was, are. It was Anderson. <laughs> it was Anderson yep.
2: Moore, uh, Foxy, and Foxy. Yep, of course. I mean Chris Anderson, what was, Steve What and Kevin Moore. Uh, Chris yeah. Anderson, Steve Folks were married to Kevin Moore's in sister. Oh, oh, right. Oh, yep. there, you there you go. Interesting. Uh, is, well, that, they, is that
6: why they called the family the family club?
5: No, no, we're, no, we're, no, that was way, yeah, way, back. Was long, yeah. way, way back. But it's
1: part of the.
2: Webby, I'm going to throw this one at you. Okay. This was the tie break. We're going to do this just for a bit of trivia. Sure. Because you're a St. George man. Allegedly. <laughs> Who were the co coaches when St. George Illawarra became joint venture?
1: Andrew Farrah Yep. and David Way. Correct.
2: Well done, Weber. Wow. Let's
1: finish on a positive. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> we're going
2: to Namibia next with Search and Enjoy. Yes, and uh, it is time for Search and Enjoy.
3: I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been
2: everywhere. You know the song I was listening to all day yesterday and it started with Johnny Cash's version, but I just went back to the U2 one. I just had enough distance from it to listen and go, my God. He got voted Rolling Stones of the greatest song of all time, and I agree. Won by u two. Oh, is that a beautiful song? Incredible yeah. song. Mm. Yeah, he's a great. He's a great lyricist, isn't he? Johnny Bono? Cash? No, mate. Bono, yeah. mate. Bono? Bono, yeah. Bono's <laughs> great.
6: No, he's great. He's a mate, great. May I am I am all out on. Oh, sorry, I'm not a U2 man.
2: When he goes, uh, did you come here to play Jesus to the lepers in your head? Mm. To the other song, you know, hold me, thrill me, kiss me. Yeah. Which, from the Batman. 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 There's a lyric in that. He goes, um, uh, uh, they think that you're Jesus and they'll go down on one knee, but they'll want their money back when you turn 33. Because you know oh, Jesus, Jesus was crucified at 32. There you go. Isn't that a lovely you know, lyric? I think, I think, edge, lyric. I think yeah. the Edge
1: wrote a lot of their lyrics too. Yes.
2: Well, credit to Edge too. Got to the edge, edgy, edgy
1: lyrics. So, now, who are they?
6: So. <laughs> edgy. Well, on the back of uh, our discussion, I think we were mentioning it last week where we talked about um, Mad Max Fury Road being filmed in Namibia. Mm. I thought, hey, let's go to Namibia because I've Love been to it. Namibia. And, and it's, it's, yeah, it's this little gem that not many people get to. It's on the southwest coast of, um, of Africa, right next to South Africa. And... Um, you know, people only really go there for surfing on the Skeleton Coast. It's I know very- Jess Yates has been
3: there. Has she? With because Luke, Luke, Luke was Luke. there's a oh, there's yeah. a spot
6: on the Skeleton love Coast, love that guy, which is uh, famous for its um, famous for its surfing. Oh, and it'd be she, sharky, it took, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, mm. real sharky. A lot of shipwrecks along the Skeleton Coast. Virgil oh, so Sharky, there's another great artist and lyricist.
5: Yeah,
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Irishman as well. Yeah, that's yeah. all right, and I think most people know Namibia because it's where um, that old. 80s classic "The Gods Must Be Crazy" oh, yeah. was was filmed because the the Sand Bushmen, mm. um, which were the indigenous people of the area, uh, and the the search for the well, throwing the coke bottle off into yeah off off the cliff. But um, yeah, so that's what a lot of people know from Ben. Um, it's Canbibra.
2: it's a great place to travel because I I like it's one place in Africa that hasn't been. So riddled with civil war and things, it's no, very it's a, se- it's, settled.
6: It's very safe, and like it was the only place where I, I flew into Vintook. I went and hired a car, and I drove myself by myself six hours um, north, just cruising along the highways. You creep. So it was, it was there because I went. I pick went up, there.
1: Pick up any passengers?
6: No, no. I I had to slam on the brakes a few times because there's no. Law enforcement on the roads and such, uh, you tend to clock, you know, 150 along the highways. Mm. And elephants, I found out, do walk across the road Get in front road of you. View. So you just got to be a little bit ben,
2: careful. Benny, so question. Like you, so you go to South Africa Yeah. and most people are living behind razor wire. You don't wander the streets. Yeah. At, um, Namibia? Like as far as just, say, petty crime and things like that? No,
6: I, I found it totally different. Like, Vintok is like, it's... It's like a big country town, really, compared to the beasts of like Joburg and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really friendly. It's a really friendly city. And it's, you know, you don't have that fear factor that you do traveling around some of the South African cities. Um, And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just got a different vibe. It's got a more, as I said, a more country town vibe um, than South Africa. But it's a, I was there to, I went up north and photographed. I spent some time with the Himba tribe,
5: mm-hmm.
6: um, which sort of they border northern Namibia into southern Angola. What did they make of you? Uh, <laughs> they thought I was pretty handsome, I think. Yeah, right. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Talk what? about, <laughs> yeah, those African countries. We
2: went to – Trish and I went to Zimbabwe, but we flew into Livingston, at Zambia, mm. and just crossed the border in. It was insane. It was so good. But these two elderly women that were staying at the same place as us, they – they flew into Harare, the capital, and drove to Victoria Falls. And they said, when they got held up for the sixth time, they said, "Look, we lost all our money on the, the second time." Yeah. It was like, "Yeah, don't it's, do yeah, it." Yeah,
6: like I've 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 driven around a little, like you know, have to drive twenty minutes this way or twenty minutes this way in different countries. But I, would I definitely wouldn't yeah. s- like unless unless you were a really capable human being. Yep, I wouldn't I'm, get behind the wheel in. Uh, in most African nations. Well, we're going
2: myself and my dear friend Brian Carney. Yep. We're going to Algeria Ooh. at the end of the year. That's we're going to southern Spain, getting the Peach. ferry across into Morocco, and going into Algeria.
6: Oh, be careful!
2: And um, be careful. I can't wait. Constantine, mm. the city of air, yep. built on two cliff faces. So you're
6: going to go from Morocco. You're going to go across the desert into Algeria. No, we'll,
2: we're going to go into go across. We're going to go to Fes, yep. and then fly into Tunis. No, no, for, to Algiers, and yep. go to Constantine.
1: Will you be that. wearing a fez? I got, uh-huh. I got a well, fez in fez.
2: I've got it. Will yeah. you know? Yeah. Really? Do you know the fez hmm. is wasn't like uh, didn't originate in fez? It was Cape Town. Yeah. Because of that was Cape Town is such a windy city. The people who went there to work realised, you know, the capital is off, so the Fes, which, of course, has no peak. Which then, therefore, why... why what's it?
6: the I oh, know. Yeah, it's It'll a weird a a little hat, but I've got it, we've got it sitting at home still. A remember, bit the, mate, the Grand poo Bar.
2: Do you remember... Uh, oh, exactly. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> when was a little
6: you, when, you, when, you, when you go to fest, um the the tanneries <laughs> in Fest, that's what it's sort of famous for, the leather tanneries. Yeah, well, and um, you go it's and a you a sort maze. of walk into the old... Yeah, and it's amazing. And then you end up with all these guys are like, it's incredible. Um, cool. Got
2: a text message through, boys. It says, uh, "From your experience, the best and worst airline to fly to Europe with uh, to, well, you, to Europe." Yeah, i oh. Well, Emirates was good when we went, I went uh, with Emirates; yeah, so yeah, that Emirates was great. Is good. Mm. Cathay Pacific are really good. Mm. Flew them. worst? And no, best. Oh, best, best, best and worst.
1: Look, I find the Henschke. Uh, Flying business class to Singapore, <laughs> airlines is quite uh, quite
2: good. Is that over five hundred dollars? I
1: don't know, but Oof. I was with Buzz when I was drinking it. He said I, he said all well, what he goes, can you lay off the key You've asked for about eight refills.
2: What's he Buzz say?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Buzz of all people.
2: They yeah. I tell you the worst one I flew with coming back, terrible experience coming back from Brian's wedding. Eddie had was horrendous. Oh really? They they bumped really? us. Where was it? Sorry, we arrived. Eddie had we were... We were to arrive home on on uh, Christmas Eve, and we arrived at the airport, and they said, we've given you t- t- tickets away. And we're oh, like, what? Cute. And they're like, no, we go, right, stand aside, sir. And we're like, I'm standing there. Trish is in tears. We've got to get back for Christmas. Yeah. Stand aside, sir, or we'll call security. So we had to go. We... they. We had to go and, and go into like the business lounge. They put us, oh, we're giving you a ticket for the business lounge. Oh, thanks, 10 hours.
1: Oh, oh it's, no. It's definitely... Then we jumped on
2: the flight. What this? It was basically a ghost flight. There oh. were, in the whole flight, there were about a dozen people on there. It was, and the service was so bad.
4: Is that yeah. right? Yeah. They're like angry mm-hmm. at you to serve you. They're like angry if you call them and ask them for anything. Well, I
2: I was like, oh, you know, what would you like to And there was like chicken, beef, and. And fish it sounds like an episode of Flying High. I oh might go the chicken. Oh, I've got no more of that left. I went, There's twelve people on the flight. <laughs> so we don't have any left. And it was like, Yep, you're asking for something to Why were like, they oh, so rude? Don't know. It was bizarre. Me and Trish, we got there, she goes, That was like it was almost like a hidden camera thing that was so bad, the whole experience.
6: Yeah, right. I, this this isn't to Europe, but one of the scariest flights I've been on was I flew Singapore to Ethiopia to Addis. Yeah and there's, a, there's and cuz you don't go across land it's really across sea it's a long flight and it was like 13 hours and Danny um, had this was in 2010 so in modern planes everyone should have their own little TV and stuff they had one TV up the front of the plane oh, no. and they go ladies and gentlemen you know we're about to show our feature film James Bond's The Man with the Golden Gun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and I the TV see. only half worked. So it's sort of oh, no. f- oh, like my God. 13 hours, and they just keep replaying. No. <laughs> and that was, that was, I was sitting at the back of the plane, overnight flight, and I was just. Oh, oh, man. Heading well,
4: into Dubai this year when we were going on our Europe trip, we were landing, and just as we were about to land. They took back off again.
6: Oh, oh yeah. Nah. Oh, oh my fun. God. Yeah. Scared the hell yeah. out of me. We had we had another flight when we were flying from um, Ghana into Ethiopia. Mm. Same thing in um, Ghanaian Airlines and they were touching down yeah. and then just went bang and went like and I just went, Oh my god. We went we like
2: flew in into flow. Joburg. <laughs> yeah. And as we we're flying in the guy kept coming up and they were asking, um was an Aussie guy, oh mate, you yeah. know you know, uh, would you like anything to eat? And I, I eat and Trish's like, I'm just going to discipline myself not going to have anything to eat, you know. Always, she doesn't like to eat the airline food for whatever reason. And uh, and no, no, no. And we just sensed there was a bit of kerfuffle and a guy came up and just said, look, Mrs. Johns, you should eat something. She's like, oh, I oh, know I don't really. She goes, no, if you don't, when you get in lennon that they you'll be searched and whatnot for being a drug mule. I said, that's one of Why? the big giveaways. Ah. So if anyone's going to – no, so that was <laughs> – yeah, they're was, not fasting.
1: They've no. got half a kilo they, of Colombian bang-bang yeah, strapped yeah, to their – That was one the of the – that's
2: num- one of the number one routes. No oh. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, right. Wow. So if you're going to um, – Eat um, your chicken uh, yes. on the flight. Right <laughs> on, we'll, drink your, drink your henshki. On that uh, happy note, we'll, uh, we'll back soon with their tips.
5: Yeah, okay. welcome back to the show.
2: <laughs> Man, it's six o'clock tonight, boys. Mm. Uh, a couple of big games. First, we, you know, after that, we've got uh, South and Parramatta, but the preceding game, Roosters versus the
1: Dragons. The Jason yeah. rolls Cup.
2: Jason Rolls <laughs> Cup. <laughs> how, much, how much do the Roosters need this win? May both clubs, but you're right, yeah, the Roosters. more. You know, when a, co- <laughs> when, a, when a coach has been sacked and, you know, you bring in the interim in and all the stuff's been going on about the Dragons, yet more eyeballs are on the opposition side. You know it's a big story.
1: Well, I, the Dragons got nothing to lose. Yeah. After what happened to the Roosters last week, they've got.
5: Uh,
1: I, I don't know what to say about the Roosters.
5: Yeah. It's like
1: it's that it's that messy. Well, you, well I, it just seems like it's it's it seems like a very dysfunctional football
5: team.
2: Mm. Well, watching them, like they're just trying. In my opinion, they're trying to do well. No, it's not my opinion. For my eyeballs, they're trying to do too much. Mm. If you look at the way Penrith played them, right? How Penrith have built their game in the last two weeks—just feed the back rowers early, drop them off inside balls, inside balls, inside balls to burn the middles out, and then start to take advantage of it. In the first set that the when the Roosters played the Panthers, they went up and they tried to do a short pass right in the defensive line in the first set. Error. Mm. See that for me that. That's just a lack of patience and trying to football your way out of trouble.
4: Mm. Oh, I, the Barrooisters is such a bizarre because they got such a well-run club, they got everything set up for success, you know. And yet, there is just at the moment you can't see it on the footy field. And yeah. what do we say all the time is like, winning starts in the front office. I feel like the front well, office is winning.
2: Well, I tell you something, Denon. There's been a lot of crap put on Brandon, Brandon mm. Smith, and people. Are like, oh, Mate, the reason why you're not seeing the best of Brandon is their football's just sideways. Mm. The moment they start to straighten themselves up and get a bit of an upfield punch, you'll see the best of Brandon, you'll see the best of Manu and Tedesco.
4: Yeah, it's, it, it's just a, a strange situation. But, you know, a lot of people listen to my podcast get frustrated. They, they are a side that when it clicks... It could be, of course, yes. they could just decimate size.
2: Right, I will take a break and finish up with our tips. A year brought to you by BizCover, your uh, business insurance that'll have your small business winning every time. Choose bizcover.com.au. Where have you got a tip for us over the course I of the do, weekend?
1: I now I've just lost it. Uh, scalapini in, uh, in Doomban race number... Eight, number one.
2: Okay. Yeah. I've gone Doom and race nine, number eight.
4: J-Max Mount, super chilled. Uh, I am going Rabido's 13 plus. <sighs> Trail to score a double.
6: Nice. then Get on the Denver Nuggets to win the whole thing. Oh. NBA. But, uh, there you go.
2: That's all from us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy your weekend. Speak to you next week. Come
5: with me. Let's be Set down.